Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is January 6th, 2017. This is episode 73, and with me is... Well, first off, I'm Robert. With me is Blake... <laughs> Corey. First off... Oh, yeah, that's right. My name. Also, oh. yeah, I'm Blake. Hi. Jay is... Uh, we're not really sure where Jay is. He's put... <laughs> Obviously, he's supposed okay, to be here. Jay. He sent us a message like two hours ago and said, "Hey, sorry, my game is only is not quite ten years old. Is that okay?" Yeah, he was like, "Oh, my game's only like nine point three years old. Uh, is that all right?" And we're like, "Fine, whatever." <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like know. nobody cares. And then, uh, and now he's just disappeared. He probably is getting confused on time since he lives in Arizona, and I bet he'll show up in thirty minutes from now. And think everything's normal. And that we're just, just be like, guys, are you starting already? What the hell? <laughs> so we look forward to Jay joining us later, possibly. We got the Mega Man iOS port that you and I were just talking about a minute ago. Oh uh, yeah. Which is apparently a absolute pile of shit. <laughs> um so Capcom <laughs> released Mega Man's one through six, the originals. For iOS and Android, and they are basically unplayable. They're so bad. I have not. That's, sad. That's like uh, what was the game? I think you and Jay were both into this one, Dungeon Keeper. Dungeon Keeper. That was mostly Jay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So were you into that one at all, or was it? Uh, I played it a little bit when I was younger, but not very much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the so basically, if you. We we were looking at this before the show. If you watch the official Capcom's official like release trailer, it's like a little thirty second trailer um, for Mega. Uh, this one is specifically for Mega Man uh, Two. It's got like thirty seconds of gameplay. Even just watching that, their own thing, like the frame rate is so bad, it's like difficult to watch. And uh, yeah, I hadn't actually watched this video until Rob posted it up on our chat and i was like i'd seen i'd seen some still images of it and even the still images look pretty bad and then i watched the video and it was like embarrassingly bad <laughs> it it looks like it runs at 10 or 15 frames per second yeah it looks about like 15 um uh, it's still the gameplay still runs at the same speed i want to say but the actual output that you right. see is only about 10 <laughs> FPS. Because there are some times where, like, it, it, there's an FPS change. Uh, this doesn't need to be clarified because there'll be an FPS change sometimes and it won't directly affect the gameplay, like what we've got here. And okay. then there are other times where it will cut down the gameplay speed or it will increase <laughs> the gameplay speed in some cases. Yeah. So- uh, sort of an example of this is actually some of the uh, PC ports of Dark Souls. I believe Dark Souls 1 and 2 both had this issue. Oh, did they? Uh, but I'm pretty sure they fixed it in 3, where the console versions run at 30 FPS, but the PC versions were unlocked to be able to run at 60 FPS. But the mechanics were not adapted for that. The gameplay <laughs> that you see and experience, you'll still be moving along at the same speed and everything, but the way that the, we- uh, the game checks for things like weapon degradation, for your durability on your weapons, that happens once every frame. So on the console oh, yeah. version, it's being checked uh, 30 <laughs> times a second. But on the PC version, if you're swinging your weapon and hitting something, you're losing your durability twice as fast as the people on the console <laughs> version. 
and it was just the stupidest kind of glitch you could put into a game. Surely they've patched that, right? Um, I don't think they have. I think the community has maybe patched it. Wow. But I think Dark Souls three fixed that issue. How does that make it? How does that even make it through? I I don't know. <laughs> don't even get me started on things that make it through supposedly <laughs> tested games. Yeah. I, the short version. I'll probably talk about this more in the current gaming subcast. I've been playing a lot of Binding of Isaac Afterbirth late uh, Afterbirth Plus lately because that just came out on the third. And my community was like, yeah, we want to see you play it. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll buy it, and we'll do it. And it is one. It just like Afterbirth was. Afterbirth Plus is one of the buggiest, uh, most unexcusably piss-poor releases I've ever played. Huh. We'll talk about that more later, probably. We'll and even later. then, I'll keep it brief, just because I'm so over that game right now. Hmm. Interesting. <sighs> anyway, yes. So, uh, the Mega Man 2 looks awful. Yeah, don't buy the Mega Man games. Don't buy it on iOS or Android. Does it have both? Yeah, yeah, it has both. Okay, yeah, don't buy either of them, mm-hmm. please. Uh, this might actually be even more disgusting than the mobile ports of the Final Fantasy games. I haven't played those, so I can't say. Oh, I haven't plus, played them for good reason. Plus, um, try even if like the even if the frame rate was reasonable. Like, just imagine trying to play that on a touch screen, uh, Mega Man. I don't think it would be that bad if the buttons think... were set up okay, but oh. it looks like the buttons are set up pretty terribly, too. I, I can... So I, can I, was... I think all of the buttons I would want to press are on one side. I was never able to, to get used to, like, the fake D-pad on any game. Yeah, I haven't done any mobile gaming of, like, where they put the fake D-pad on screen and all that. So, all right, what have we got? We've got the buster and the jump on one side. Um, that's, I mean, it looks like it's set up like an S controller. You've got your buster and jump on the yeah. right side, and then on the left side you got your D pad. And then what's the other button on the right side? Is I'm that not sure swap? what that is. It's got to be to swap um, weapons. Oh yeah, probably so. That's what I would think. So yeah. So I mean, I think they're set up reasonable, but just like the, the like for Mega Man games specifically, like the joystick. I don't. I just see that being like really difficult to to play with, with like the fake joystick. Because any time I've ever tried to play a game like that, would you know? Maybe it's just because I've spent thirty years doing it another way. Uh, I could never. Yeah. My thumb always ends up in a spot where it's like not doing the right thing. Because I don't. Well, that's like... part of my problem with a lot of current games, and it's like I don't hate the current games. It's just that my hands can't handle it because I grew up. Most of my time was on the Super Nintendo. And so my hands make a like a C motion on each side. Yeah, yeah, same here. Instead of the claw motion, yep. where to, so for those listening, if you don't know what I mean, so like my finger, my pointer finger, and my thumb on each side are making a C motion, so that the pointer fingers will be up on top on the shoulder buttons, L and R. Except nowadays, controllers have four buttons on the top, but my fingers don't like to reach up there and to grab it in that claw form. So it makes, like, fighting games, for example, are impossible for me to play on a pad because of that. So if I ever get into fighting games, I need to pick up a stick just so I can learn something different. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. I've constantly tried to reteach my hands while playing fighting games to do do the claw motion so that I've got my pointer and middle fingers on the L1 and L2 buttons and R1 and R2. But it doesn't work. I'll do it for a full day. I'll make my hand stay up there 
And the next day I go to grab the controller and I'm holding it like a SNES controller again. I do it the exact same way. Like I have to have my middle fingers behind the controller. They can't be up on another button like my index fingers are. Uh, and that's especially bad with the PlayStation 3 controller. That one, that one's the worst for trying to play it like the way you and I do. But uh, like what I basically do, like I just stop trying and I just keep my uh, middle fingers behind it and just use one finger up on the shoulders and just move them like back and forth as I need to. Yeah, exactly. But even still... In a fighting game, does not work very well. Even still, like, aside from that, like, again, like, just being used to, like, kind of like the old controller style, like, even playing, like, earlier last year, I was playing, I was replaying Metal Gear Solid 4, and, like, those issues aside, even just having to, like, hold L1 with one hand, then, like, move around, and also, like, then you're, you know, that's like to pull up your gun or whatever. And then you got to hold that and then press R1 with the other hand. Like, and then there's like 10 other buttons. Like I get so confused on what button does what I screw shit up all the time. Just like, cause there's like, there's so many buttons now. Like back in my day, there used to be like six max, you know, now there's, now you have two shoulder buttons, four regular buttons, two joysticks, a D pad. Yeah. You got the four buttons, the four shoulder buttons, uh, the four face buttons, two joysticks, your D-pad, your start, your paw, or your start and select, or whatever they call them on their respective controller. They're start and select, and they will be for the rest of time to me. Yeah. And then you've even got the uh, the button up in, like, the middle on... So, for example, oh, the Xbox yeah. One controller has what is the power button, I assume, on the Xbox One. But for a PC, I didn't find this out until today. I actually pressed this button earlier today before I went live. Um... It would be, like, on the 360 controller, it would be the power button there as well. And there's just a big Xbox button up at the top of the controller. And I pressed it, and it put Steam into big screen mode. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, turn it off, turn it off. I think there's a way you can... I think that button also lets you, like, record stuff. Like, if you press, like, that button and some other button, I think it'll, like, record... It'll, like, save, like, the last 30 seconds of whatever happened or something like that somewhere. I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. I, I might be mistaken there, but I'm pretty sure it also does something like that. But yeah, I just get too confused with, with all the with like shitloads of buttons, especially when you have to hold one at one time and be pressing others at another time. I get, oh, oh, and not, and, and let's not forget also that the joysticks are buttons. Like you can push oh, them yeah, as buttons. Because we needed an L3 and an R3. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's honestly like, <laughs> is that not like who... Somebody needs to like just step in and be like, "No, you're taking it too far." Damn. Next up, we're gonna have buttons on the sides, like where your palms rest, and then you can squeeze in with your palms to press those. That's the next big thing. Yep, I think you're probably right. Let's not forget our toes. Uh, that's all. The only that's the only news I had was the Mega Man thing. So I guess it's time to talk about what games we've been playing. <laughs> you been playing a game with less than 45 buttons? Or did you play Atari Jaguar? <laughs> no, I played um, Steel Battalion, which comes with its own controller. <laughs> I'm kidding for anybody one. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I don't man. want to get everybody's hopes up. I, that... that didn't actually happen. <laughs> that would... We, somebody needs to do that sometime. 
holy shit, Steel Battalion. I hadn't thought about that game in a long time. I've never. Did you ever play I that? I, I can't believe I just fired that off like that. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> shit came out of nowhere. Did you ever play that? I never played it. No, I didn't. But I think I knew. No, I knew a guy who knew a guy that did. <laughs> that game was like a hundred dollars, right? Or was it one hundred and fifty? I think it was two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. No joke. I think it was. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Steel Battalion was on three sixty. No, no, no. It was, no. Xbox? It was just it was the original Xbox. Or not? I mean Xbox. Yeah, not Xbox One. I, yeah, fuck, I meant the original Xbox fuck, by saying Xbox One. Fuck their naming conventions. Thanks, Microsoft naming conventions. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it was on the original Xbox, and you weren't paying $200 for the game. You were paying $200 for a simulation experience because the game came with its own giant controller to simulate <laughs> you being inside the mech that you were piloting. I'm looking uh, at a very picture. ambitious idea. Yeah. It's like two giant like this thing would take up like a whole desk basically yeah it's got two huge joysticks each with their own buttons on them it's got like a throttle on the side and then there's like a in the middle there's a whole nother section with its own buttons and a knob there's an e there's like an actual eject button <laughs> if i remember correctly like when you're gonna die in that game you have to like flip open the little button you know it's got like it's like it's like a nuke. It's got like a little case you got to flip open to hit the eject button. If you didn't actually eject before you die, I'm pretty sure it would erase your save. I'm counting. Besides the throttle, the knob, and the two joysticks, I count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, uh, 18, 24, 34, 34 buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's awesome or awful. I'm not sure either. <laughs> yeah, I wish I... Oh, man. I wonder how much this goes for on eBay. Now I'm really... I'm going to have to look that up. Now I'm, I'm sure it's probably about the same because I doubt many people bought it's it. It's not more. It's probably balanced out. I bet it's balanced out to be like... Who knows? I'll, I'll, I'll check it out while we're talking about real... <laughs> while we talk about games. What, uh... You want to go first or you want me to? I want you to. All right. I played... I So I got an Atari for Christmas. The old 2600, the original Atari. The thing you think of when people say Atari. And, uh, oh boy. It was... It's been, inter, it's been an interesting experience. I haven't played all of the games that I have for it yet. Uh, but I've played four of them. And uh, first, let's why don't we just, why don't we start off by just talking about the Atari itself? You know how like when TV first came out, when TV was invented, and people were used to listening to uh, the radio. It took a while for like TV to adapt into its own thing, and for a while, it was basically radio shows that you were looking at. So it was like just a person talking. And reading like the news or fucking whatever, and you were just like watching the person talk. They weren't doing anything different from on radio, but they were. But you could just happen to see it this time. I feel like with the design of the actual physical console itself, that's what they did. That the Atari like suffered the same problems of like we're just gonna do things how they've already done because we haven't quite figured this out yet. The controller ports are in the back of the damn console. 
and I did not remember that from when I used to play it. My, I used to have, well, or I didn't have one, but my grandmother had, for some reason, my grandmother had one of these at her house, and I used to always play it whenever I went, when, whenever we went to visit her. And my I grandma had one too. Did you? That's funny. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. Did you remember the controller ports being in the back of the console? I didn't, but now that you mention it, I it sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Right. Uh, so that's pretty awkward trying to like get in back, get in the back of it and plug it in whenever, especially me. Cause I've got, you know, several old consoles like back in the office where I have all my stuff like that. So I don't want to just like have all the controllers out all the time because otherwise it would be an absolute mess. So I keep them like in a cabinet. So anytime I want to plug, anytime I want to play the, the Atari, pull out the joystick and I got to reach behind the damn thing to plug it in. So that's kind of awkward. And uh, the joy, the joysticks. So obviously, everybody knows pretty much the Atari joysticks. It's just like a simple joystick, really awkward to hold. Uh, there's one button which is in the top left corner, and it's just a four directional joystick. You, I mean, you can push it any direction, but it'll only register as going uh, forward, back, left, and right. And then of course there's the button, and there's no good way to the hold button. it. Yeah, the button, the orange Singular. button. You have to basically, like, put it in the palm. You have to hold it from, like, the bottom of the joystick. You hold, like, the bottom of the base of the joystick in one hand and then reach your thumb around to be able to push the button in the same hand that's holding it. And then your other hand... I gotta say, as a little kid, as, like, a six-year-old kid, that was an impossible controller (laughs) to use. Fuck the design of that. Yeah, I don't know how I did that. I I don't remember having trouble with it as a kid, but I'm sure I must have. Um, And then, like... Even just, and then with the other hand, you're you're uh, pushing the actual joystick, you know, whichever direction, and it's kind of a tough joystick to move around. Like it takes a it takes a good amount of force to push it in any given direction. Uh, and like it's also really picky on like how like if you push to the right, but you also push up just a little bit. Sometimes it'll go up instead of to the right. Uh-oh, hold on. We may have somebody joining us. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot. I've Hi, literally Jake. been sitting in my pants called it. nothing. Robert called the fuck out of this. <laughs> he called me? Oh, why didn't you call no. me? Like, my phone. No, I called I called you jumping in just being like, hey. Shut up, shut up. Lisa and Zach, shut the fuck up. What, Robert? <laughs> I would just say so that why do you, you call my phone. Uh, I don't know. I didn't you have my phone number. Yeah, I, I, I don't have Skype on my phone anymore because it was eating up my fucking battery. I just figured, like, oh, if he's not here, oh my god, no, <laughs> I, I should have called you. Yeah. House, I, was, I was talking to my dad about, it. like, I was literally just shooting the shit with my dad. I completely fucking forgot. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. How far are you guys? About what, 20, 30 minutes in? Rob's oh, talking Jesus. about his game. Yeah, I'm talking about Atari oh, games. Oh my god, I completely forgot. Oh, oh, you know what? Now that you're here, I remembered. Well, no, did we talk about the Diablo thing on? Oh, the 20th thing, 20th anniversary yeah. thing. I think god, we talked about that before garbage. we started recording. Yeah. Do we want to? Yeah. Talk what, about what, what a fucking slap! Did you see what Blizzard released today? Well, for, I don't think it's come out for, yet. Uh, but they talked about it at BlizzCon. They already talked about what 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 their intentions are with it. They released. An yeah, item yeah, today, we talked about that then, back then. They they released an item today in WoW, basically slapping people in the fucking face. Who? Oh, here it is. This is what Blizzard released today. By the way, there's a new server coming out tomorrow. And oh, this is what Blizzard released today, just in time too. Oh, you had to put it in so Discord, stupid. didn't you? 
Oh fuck! Sorry. Jeez, I'm just fucking striking all over the place. <laughs> delete my image. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Fucking Blizzard, dude. They're so stupid. Let me see. Probably this is gonna. This is probably not gonna mean anything to me. I can't open it. It's I mean, just, you know what the term "rose tinted goggle" means. It so. says canceled. Yeah, I know what that means. Looking ro- Looking fucking sketchy. No, I, in Skype when I click on it, it says canceled. Oh really? The fuck? Y'all just saying like the hold on. Like I can see the th- the big the big old thumbnail. Yeah, hold on. Oh, here we go. I got it. It's coming up now. Okay, perfect. Tear stained rose colored. Go- okay, this is like a this is like an item you can equip. Yeah, basically the item is is Blizzard's biggest argument against recreating their old content is that everybody looks at old content with rose tinted goggles and that oh. they actually wouldn't enjoy it, and that they would only enjoy it for a short period of time, and that it would just be. You know, whatever, and people who played the old game think it was so much harder than the new game. And blah, blah. is this it's a real like, thing? Jesus. That's a real thing that they're. No. Really like, yes, it's for an event that's going on. This is how stupid they're actually like, saying "fuck how... you" to everybody. I'm really yeah. glad I canceled my sub to that. Hey, like hey, I don't even like I I hate I hate like vanilla WoW and everything, but it's like if people want to like it, okay, cool, fine. And them just like taking a giant leak on the people that are into the yep. old content, like. How fucking stupid! Hold on, hold on. Before we serious. before we keep on going on about it, I want to read it out so that the listeners have some clue of what the hell we're talking about right now. The new item is called tear stained rose colored goggles. Uh, as Jay said, kind of referring to saying like you think everything used to be better than it was. Uh, the description has got some stats. The description says player will not be able to use mounts, summoning stones, portals, LFG tools, or BOA gear. Equip. Uh, maps no longer track quests, ends, fish, or anything at all, actually. And night mode is pitch black unless carrying a torch that must be relit at an end every 60 minutes. And then at the bottom it says, I played WoW and it was hard. Yeah, so this was... That's uh, actually... I'm actually trying to see what it's for, though. That's the weird thing, because I got a text of it. Today. But I'm you're sure this is real? Uh, unless my friend's is completely lying to me. I'm trying to check right now. It's from a pretty valid website, so I would be very surprised. So if you can hear the background noise, let me know. I can kill them. <laughs> okay, I'll confirm it in a few minutes here. I'm just okay. going to scroll through things. Yeah, I mean, that would be kind of hard to make anyways, but yeah. Well, anyway, um, we've been talking about Atari games. Yeah, I saw your, your post basically saying you played a bunch of different Atari games for, for the podcast. That's kind of... Kind of curious what what titles I played. So we were just talking about the Atari itself to to get started here. Just get we're just getting warmed up. Just getting warmed up. Talking Maybe. about the Atari console. Atari years. The port the the uh, the controller ports are in the back of it. So that's fun. The port, uh, for the like the plugs like the, you plug them into the back oh, of the thing. I, I'll be honest, with you, I don't. I had one. My mom threw it away when I was really young. Yeah, we were just we talking about that. Friend. Both of our grandmothers had one for some reason. Me and Blake. Um, and so, uh, okay. So, so what's also weird and you may remember this, I, I, I sort of halfway remembered this is that there are switches on the actual console for like to switch game modes. Like if a game has different modes that you can play, you switch it on the console as opposed to in some sort of menu system, which I guess actually sort of makes sense because like they didn't really have. They didn't really. They may not have even really had the capacity for menu systems, uh, with the amount of memory they were working with on these games. So maybe that's 
actually necessary somewhat. And even the difficulty switch is on the console itself, like easy or hard. There's a physical switch for that. So there's switches all yeah, over I the place. Yeah, I do vaguely remember this. Switches all over the place. You're plugging in the controllers into the back of the damn thing. And then you're working with these joysticks that you have to hold in the palm of your hand. And, like, are really awkward to push around. They don't always register the right direction. Well, like, they register the correct direction technically. But, like, if you push to the right, but you accidentally, like, do go up a little bit before, like, you go to the right, then it'll register as up rather than going to the right. So that screws you up all the time. The four, that is really interesting. Yeah, the four games I played were Combat, Mario Brothers, Dig Dug, and Centipede. Ooh, and, Dig uh, Dug. You know how I feel about you know how I feel about Dig. You know, I feel the same way about Dig Dug, but I've learned that I don't feel the same way about Atari Dig Dug. Interesting. A lot of it is what? because huh. a lot of it is, is because of that problem with the joystick not going the right direction. Because Dig Dug, you know, you got monsters coming at you and stuff. It's really crucial that you, like, turn or go the right direction when you're trying to do stuff like that. Did you notice latency in your moves and, and the controls? Latency? Like, uh, sorry, uh, basically, when you would do a command, it had to be perfect and there was some sort of delay. No, there wasn't command. a delay. It was just that okay. I would push to the right, but I, like, maybe nudged it up a little bit and he would walk up instead of to the right. Okay, I, I had very similar issues and I, on my on my emulation, actually. The controls oh, really? were very questionable. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed that with a lot of those really old games like that, like the arc, because mine was the arcade one, the one that was at arcades, obviously. Um, I noticed that as well. That I had the very similar issues. Huh. Uh, that's pretty interesting then. Um, but so yeah, that was a really big issue. And then like the problem is there's, there's so, you know, I, I say this, you know, as somebody living in 2017 right now, there's so little sense of progression in most of these games because every single thing you do is one screen. You beat that screen and then the screen starts over and changes very slightly and you're doing the exact same thing again. You beat that level, the screen changes very slightly again and starts all the way over and then you're just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. That was my biggest problem overall with really all three of the... uh, Well... Three of the four of these, Dig Dug, Mario Brothers, and Centipede. I believe I watched somebody play through all 263 levels of Dig Dug, because there's, there's 264, correct? That's like Probably, the capacity? yeah. Yeah, I think so, and I believe at 263, the game just crashes, or it like it's unplayable at that point after you beat it. Yeah, I, 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 guess, I think I remember... If it's based off of like a hexadecimal system, it's probably yeah, a max of 254 I, I so. levels. So then 254, at 255, yeah. it would crash. Yeah, I remember something like that, seeing something like that when I was doing it. Yeah, something like that. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Like, when you get to that level, like, the level starts off with you spawning on top of a bad guy or something like that, and you just can't, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. You were dead on. So, that was, that was hard. Mostly, again, mostly because, like, it's, that game is really kind of you know, surprisingly Twitch based almost. Cause like there might be two monsters coming at you and you got to start blowing one up. Cause you, you know, you got to attach the thing and start smashing yeah. the button. So it blows up. And sometimes you got to do one and like blow him up halfway and then run away. And cause there's another one getting too close and then like start blowing him up instead. So that game I felt was a little bit too fast paced for really what the joystick is capable of providing you control for with Mario brothers. Like first of all, the game looks really bad. Second of all, 
it's really awkward, like, trying to time the jumps over bad guys just right. And then, like, Mario, there's even less variance from one level to the next than there is in Dig Dug. Because, you know, it's the original Mario where there's, you know, the pipes and there's stuff coming out of the pipes. Yeah. And you're just trying to uh, kill the turtles or whatever and get coins. And you're just doing the same thing over and over again. Sometimes there will be, like, a crab instead of a turtle. But it's, like, the exact same level every time. Centipede was actually a little bit better than those centipede. Of course you're at the bottom of the screen. You're shooting up at a centipede that's going back and forth. And like when you shoot like in the middle of his body, then he splits into two and you got to kill like each individual section of his body. They start moving independently as they get separated. Uh, and then there's little obstacles in between that keep you from, from shooting him in like the arcade They're they're mushrooms. But on this game, they're just like little squares. They're supposed to be mushrooms of course, but it's not good enough, not high enough fidelity to show a mushroom on the screen. So there's a little blocks, but this one was actually fun. I felt like it was a little bit more fair because, uh, there wasn't so much like you're mostly going left to right. There are some times where you need to go forward and back. If the centipede gets to the very bottom of the screen, you need to move forward. So he doesn't hit you when he, when he's coming to the side, but mostly you're just going to the left and right and shooting and really just holding down the shooting, the shoot button. So that was a little bit more fun. And like the, the, the levels don't change much, but they look cool when you change levels because like it'll do a different color combination and every, and things start actually speeding up more and getting it a little bit more difficult uh, as opposed to just like adding more bad guys. It's going faster. So you have to kind of like line up your shots a little bit better. I found myself playing that one a little bit more than the others. And then finally there was combat. Which is definitely the is that a title? But yeah, that's the title. It's, it's combat. Okay. This was this is the best game of those four, and this is the one that I remembered having the most fun with when I was younger playing these games. In combat, there are base there there are two basic modes. It's it's all it's a two player game. It's always you versus the other person. There's no AI, and you can either do tanks. You're like one tank versus another tank or like you're flying airplanes trying to shoot each other. You're in tanks trying to shoot each other or airplanes in the tanks. There are like, I don't know, maybe like a dozen maps or something like that. And each map is kind of like a sort of like you remember like the super Nintendo Mar the original Mario Kart like battle modes where you're driving around. There's like walls and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I love those. Yeah, yeah. I played those all the time. Yes, I did too. It's basically the same thing. Of course, it's top down, and there are different modes like that where there's like walls all over the place. Each of you is controlling a tank, and you're kind of driving around trying to shoot each other. But the thing is, when you shoot a bullet, uh, well, depending on what mode, you can you can do it where it does not ricochet and where it does. The only play way to make it really interesting is to make the bullets be able to ricochet. So you're kind of like shooting at, at odd angles, trying to get the bullets to ricochet to hit the other person, driving around, trying to get them to bounce off these walls and stuff. That was lots of fun. Uh, and, you know, it's like it's actual actual tank controls, just like we know the term today. Up and back, go forward and uh, backwards, regardless of which way you're direct, uh, of which direction you're facing. And then right and left, just pivot to the right and left. <clears throat> that, that game was a lot of fun. The... The airplane game, the airplane parts are fun too. Some of them you, uh, it's weird. Some of them it's just like one airplane versus another airplane, just as you would expect. Sometimes though you're controlling two airplanes, 
but it's 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 basically like the two airplanes are right next to each other and they both do the exact same thing so like if you turn both of them turn the exact same direction so like you're practically just controlling one unit it just happens to look like two airplanes and it shoots two air it shoots two bullets when you press the shoot button that one's a little bit that one's also fun it's it's different because the airplanes are constantly moving you can't just sit still there's no walls on that mode to like you know to to bounce off bullets because that wouldn't make sense but there are clouds there's two big clouds on the screen and if you get behind the clouds then you can't see the airplane anymore until it flies out of it so that's a good way to like dodge the opponent or make them not know exactly where you're going to be and it also makes things a little different uh slightly difficult on you so because you can't see yourself obviously either so that adds a little bit of interest the tank mode is definitely the best but the airplane mode is still fun as well um the uh, the only problem is on some of the airplane modes, not even all of them, it switches it from. So in tanks, like I said, you press up and your tank moves forward, you know, whichever direction it's facing. You press back and it moves backwards. You let go and it sits there. The planes are always moving. If you press up, the plane moves faster. If you press back, the plane moves slower. But on, for some reason, on some of the levels, it completely switches the control scheme 90 degrees to where right makes it go faster, left makes it go slower, and up and down makes it turn. And there's no reason for it whatsoever. There's no warning. It's just like, oh, okay, now now the controllers are doing the exact opposite of what they did. Pre- or not even the opposite. They're doing 90 degrees different from what they did before. So that was really dumb and really awkward, but still a fun game. Definitely the best. These are the only ones that I've played so far. I really uh, (laughs) did not have much fun playing Mario Brothers Dig Dug and Centipede. But uh, combat, I had fun with. But unfortunately, I could only force my daughter to play with me for like five minutes before she refused to play (laughs) more. And so I didn't get to play very much of that one, even though it was the best one. So uh, my, my visit to the Atari... Was kind of uh, it's kind of sad. I was like, "Well, this really isn't." I mean, I wasn't expecting anything fantastic. It's like, man, this Atari does not. I mean, obviously, it doesn't hold up. I thought it would still be pretty fun just for its own right, but a lot of it just really was not even fun to play anymore. Wow. I still got a few things to play. I got there's there's some interesting stuff there. Uh, there's especially one game I want to play called fishing derby where i don't think it's really gonna be fun but i think it'll be funny at least where you're literally like just fishing sitting there fishing for fish and you like move your line up and down and that's pretty much all you do i think uh there are a couple there are a couple more pretty interesting games i need to kind of like look up and see what are considered the best games for the atari and try some of those out but man combat is really fun and i like that's a game that i would sit down and play anytime you know, it's it would have a limited time that I could sit there and play it. But like Mario, Dig Dug, and Centipede, like I'd be fine putting those away and never touching them again. Wow. That's quite a bit. Yeah. You know, it's Atari. I, I, I didn't really know how much to how much enjoyment I expected out of it. I was like, let's just see how this is. Unfortunately, I was actually kind of a little let down even <laughs> compared to what I sort of expected. <laughs> But it's Atari, you know. What can you say? I, I probably expected too much, even even saying that much. 
Yeah, it, it's. I spent very little time playing. I watched my my father and his brother play a lot of Atari. The only game I can remember was this one with this frog and like this pyramid made of bricks. I'm trying to think of what the name was. I was trying to Google it while you were talking, but I, I, man, I, I it's it's making me want to go back and look at some of the titles because I, I really only know a handful, like pretty much all the the, the main titles that, that people talk about Atari. But there were quite a few, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe there. Were, I think there were a lot of Atari games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what I used to play with my dad all the time was X-Man. They had an X-Man for that, really? You don't remember this? No. Blake, why don't you tell him about X-Man? Wait, X-Man or X-Men? X-Man. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about X-Man on the podcast before. Look at your look at your Discord profile picture. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I know something about this. Definitely did not play that with my dad. I just had to bring it up. I would hope. I would really, really <laughs> hope not. <laughs> That's why I'm in therapy right now. By the way, uh, Blake, why real quick. Thing where you let awkward silence stop doing. Y'all, that. You're the one. That, y'all are the ones not saying anything. I, I, I'm I trying to, but I don't have much to contribute because I don't know much about. I, I only know a limited amount about the system. That's you're like fu- doing that thing where you're like, blah 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 blah. <laughs> Like, Try to give somebody else ch- Blake, Blake. Yeah. Uh, real quick, you said you used to play Atari at your grandmother's house as well. A do you little, remember? Yeah. Do you remember I, what games? Uh, Frogger. Okay, I've got that. I one. know that one for that, sure. That's what uh, I thought I played, but let me see. No, no, the one you're describing is something else. James. Yeah, he doesn't that's climb a brick pyramid yeah, in Frogger. Yeah. On the cover, even like, I mean, what am I thinking of? I'm losing it. So pretty much, was it pretty much just Frogger? I mean, I'm sure I played some other ones, but I don't remember them. Like, there was some... One of the side-scrolling games where you're, like, an airplane or something. Okay. Oh, here it is. That sounds like a... Classic Domitari games. Gotcha. My god, these graphics are insane. What's the game? Did you find it? I was just looking at anything. I believe it's called Pyramid, or Pharaoh's Pyramid. It's not a frog. I was just slow as a kid. I just found one called Frog Pond. Cube, uh, maybe uh, I wasn't Cuber. I would have known Cuber. Cuber. Yeah, Cuber. Yeah, there's the pyramid, but you're definitely not a frog. Oh, apparently, Final Fantasy X was made for Atari. Good one. <laughs> I mean, they're making it for every goddamn system ever. So about time. Well, let's move on then. Um... Yeah, wait, right, I will say one more thing. The Atari games have really good box art. I'm looking at a lot of them, actually. That's funny. Especially... Wait, what's your favorite? Ah, uh, my favorite. I gotta go with... I actually wouldn't mind doing doing a list from this, even though I don't know these that well. I would, easy to find, though. Off the top of my head, look up... Uh, it would be a tie... Again, off the top of my head, I'd say it's a tie between Space Invaders and Asteroids. Okay. Space Invaders is a class. Oh, yeah, that's solid. Oh, Astros is really good. Oh, we, I've seen Astros before. I'm pretty sure people have a t-shirt. Damn, I want that t-shirt. Blake, what game have you been playing? Oh, I don't know. Okay, Jay, how about you? 
Um, I don't have too much to say about mine. We've talked about it on the show a few times. I've been busy not playing a lot of retro stuff recently, but I ended <laughs> off uh, RPG year 2016 by playing Super Mario RPG, which, yes, those of you that have been listening for about a year or longer might recognize that I played Super Mario RPG at the end of 2015 or at the very beginning of 2016. I wanted to bookend the year with the same game. Um, we I started it with Super Mario RPG because it was a nice, easy way to ease into things. And then with uh, with the end of the year, I was like, you know what? It's kind of perfect to close things out with it. Uh, um, uh, I ended my bid war. to uh, So this year, there are three big games that you can expect from me in a little while. And because of what I'm doing with these games, I'm going to talk about Super Mario RPG in a different way than we had before. Uh, um, but there was a bid war on my stream, and I was going to learn one speed run, uh, and that speed run uh, was going to oh. be whichever game made the most amount during the bid war for the last month and a half of 2016. <clears throat> I had four options on there. I think I've only talked about this once on the podcast, if that even. Uh, there was Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy Tactics, Bravely Second, and Valkyrie Profile. What a list! What a list. Yeah, it that? was uh I was pretty happy with it. It took me months of thinking about all of the games that I wanted to be on there. And it was originally going to be between two, maybe three, and as it got down to it I was like, "You know what? I want to have a fourth option up there. I'm going to work with it and see what I can do." And I was really happy with how it turned out. So on New Year's, <clears throat> excuse me, on New Year's Eve when the bid war ended, along with RPG year, I got a, an insane amount of support, and I had two games break the $3,000 support barrier. So oh, I shit. said, uh, since wow. we one game at $3,500, one game just over $3,000, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics was behind by oh, about $70. What? So what? It was, I would have thrown everything out. Uh, so I told my chat at midnight. $3,000? Like, okay, Damn. Yeah. So I told my chat, I was like, all right, guys, if Final Fantasy Tactics gets over the $3,000 hump in the next five minutes, I'll go ahead and learn that next year, too. And in about 20 seconds, I had people throw, like, another $100 at Tactics to learn that this year. (laughs) And it was like a backup plan that I had just in case some crazy shit went down. I was like, I hadn't told anybody, but I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, okay. If these games hit 3,000, I'm just going to call that good, and I'm going to go ahead and learn them. And then two games hit 3,000 with one right behind, and I was like, okay, Jeez. all right. I guess I'll fucking let them know what I was thinking. That's the plan. So what kind so of, so when you year, say speedrun them, what, what, what kind of goals um, do you have for these titles? To do them um, fast. Yeah, pretty Thanks, much fast. <laughs> so uh, the first one that I'm going to be learning, and it's because it had the most support, will be Val- Valkyrie Profile, which I've been looking into for the last week. Uh, kind of learning... Like I have to almost teach the entire thing to myself because there's no real guides written up on it anywhere. Uh, the website where I'm getting some of the things that I'm going to use from uh, it has a thing where you can view the rules for this particular type of run, and it doesn't even have any rules listed anywhere. No one explains any of it. So Valkyrie Profile is very, very, very niche. Uh, what I'm going to be doing for that is I'm going to be doing an any percent ending B playthrough, and uh, the world record for that is 50 minutes and 12 seconds. And it's only got four times posted, and the fourth place time is an hour and six minutes. So once I get good at it, I expect, or at least decent, I expect it to be under an hour and a half. And then after I practice it some more, I can probably be right around the hour mark. 
That should be sick. That's crazy. I'm going to enjoy watching at least the tactics run. I mean, I'll probably enjoy both of them. <laughs> and then uh, for also for Valkyrie Profile, I'm probably going to learn at least one other category. And that's because it's so short, and it's one of the things that made me want to learn the game in the first place. Uh, there's a bonus dungeon for the game, which I talked about when I talked about Valkyrie Profile a few months ago. Uh, there's a bonus dungeon called Seraphic Gate, and I plan on learning the speed speed run of that. Because that, once you get uh, get set up for it, is about 16 minutes. Really? Oh, wow. That's wow. So that's a that nice, mean, short, quick little boom, 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 done. That's thing. which game? Be cool. uh, Valkyrie Profile. Valkyrie Profile. Okay. The other two categories that are up here <clears throat> are any percent ending A, which is the best ending of the game, and that one is about two hours, about two and a half hours. It's two hours, 23 minutes for the world record. For me, it would be about a three-hour run to start until I started getting okay at it. The reason I don't want to learn this one, and I'm not sure if I'm going to go through with this or not yet, is to get to the ending, to get to that any percent ending A, you have to sit through about an hour of cutscene stuff. And that sucks for a speed run. Uh, it's literally... Yeah. I know the part where it is, too. And there's all of this story stuff that starts to happen. And there's just no gameplay during this. <laughs> and it is 30 to 60 minutes long of just sitting there going through Jesus. Time. And it's like, yeah, maybe I don't want to do that one. And then the final category <clears throat> is 100%, which involves doing every dungeon in the game, which I would really like to do. Because part of the reason that I wanted to learn Valkyrie Profile was because I like the dungeon elements of the game. I think uh, learning the route to like freeze this monster, jump on top of him, and run over him, and do all this stuff. I think that stuff could be really interesting. But at the same time, it's four and a half hours long. And I'm mm. kind of like, eh, I don't know, maybe I'll put that off. And I mean, that's the world record. So okay. that, would, that would be very different for uh, something else. Uh, for the next one, the second place game that ended up having the second most money raised was Final Fantasy Tactics. So I'll be Yay! running that one second. Um, that one, uh, for any percent, which it involves a lot of glitches, it involves abusing the crap out of the math skill set and some other stuff. That one has a world record of 3 hours, 58 minutes, 26 seconds. That's a lot longer. <laughs> That's quite a bit longer, yeah. <laughs> so, that one, uh, it's mostly just going to be remembering, like memorizing which thing I use when I get into a battle after I get my math stuff learned. It's not going to be that bad. The biggest uh, thing that I've noticed about that game is some intense menuing at a few places, which, whatever. Um, I mean, it's tactics. I'm pretty down to learn that. It'll probably be for my first couple runs after I actually know what the hell I'm doing. I'm guessing like six hours a run, which works out fairly perfectly because that's about how long my streams are. So, okay. Uh, uh, the next one, the next category for tactics is any percent no math, which means that you're not using the math ability, but you can still use the rest of the glitches in the game. The world record for that category is four hours and 26 That's funny that minutes. they have one specifically for no math. Yeah, because math is such a dummy, strong, <laughs> dumb, and it literally makes it so that you don't have to think about any of the fights. You basically you go, oh, all right, all I do is walk in here and do level five flare, and he's dead. So all right, great. Do some on. math. Do some simple math, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll be learning that one probably, and then there's also any percent glitchless no math. That means that you can't use the JP scrolling glitch in the game to learn abilities that you shouldn't be able to with the amount of JP you have. 
it's it's a complicated to explain, but the short version is that let's say you have 200 job points and you want to buy an ability that costs a thousand. Depending on where those uh, the ability lines up, there might be a way to buy it and then cause your job points to underflow, so that you have like <laughs> 9,999 job points to spend and get all the abilities. That's pretty it's good. fairly interesting. It's kind of cool. But I would also like to learn the glitchless route at some point, hopefully. And the world record for that one is 6 hours, 0 minutes, and 41 seconds. So that one would be somewhere around... Uh, I mean, by the time I got around to learning this one, I'd at least have an understanding of the routes already, of like what you're probably going to want to do and all this. Right. So it wouldn't be too bad. But it would still be somewhere between a 6 to 9 hour run. So that's the Final Fantasy Tactics stuff. And the game that came in third was Chrono Trigger. Uh -huh. I can't believe it came in third. Um, it was in second until I told people that Final Fantasy Tactics needed a few bucks to make me learn it. Okay. And then uh, everyone was like, quick, make it happen! <laughs> and so it got a ton of money and it got bumped over Chrono Trigger, even though it was like $100 behind before that. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Um, so... There's a lot of categories for this one, and then I don't know which ones. Like, fuck, I probably want to learn all of them except for maybe one of these. Uh, so the any percent no LS no LSS record is two hours forty eight minutes. For me, it would be probably somewhere between three to five hours. Pretty decent speed run. That's pretty cool. No LSS means no Lavos shell skip. I guess you can skip the Lavos shell fight through a glitch. Um, and people use that okay. to skip that fight. It saves about uh, 20 minutes because the world record for any percent where you do use the Lavos shell skip is 2 hours 29 minutes. It, it amazes me how much people have like delve into this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, it's when you think, fucking crazy. think yeah, about was... all the times that we've replayed these games and then imagine instead of replaying it, we said, let's break this game down and see just how much I can. I feel like once you break it down like that, I would never want to play it again, which is really sad. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that for some of these, but the games like, that I picked, it's I can like... play once a year. Tactics I can play once a year. Final Fantasy X I can play once a year. Counter-Track I can play every so often. Yeah. It's like... The, the <sighs> games that I picked, I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to fall into that trap with him i'm, I'm okay. very hopeful about that that i mean that's why i put him on the list because i thought i love these games and i can see myself being okay with doing a casual playthrough every once in a while and doing the speed run stuff gotcha. um so the next category for Chrono trigger is 100 percent all quests this means that when you excuse me when you get towards the end of the game you go off and you beat up uh you do all the side quests you save luca's mom you go and save the desert and turn it into a forest. You do the whole Sunstones thing, all that stuff. That's the category I'm probably most looking forward to learning eventually, but that'll be down the line after I learn the any percent stuff. Uh, the speed run for that one, uh, the world record right now is 4 hours, 32 minutes, 55 seconds. Once, uh, once I get around to learning that one, I'm thinking anywhere between 5 to 8 hours, depending on how well I get it learned. Uh, then there is the new game plus percent. For anybody that's played the game, you'll know that Chrono Trigger is kind of what created the new game plus idea and perpetrated it. Like it, it blew up because of Chrono Trigger. And what you can do in this game, you can beat it in six minutes and twenty seconds and seven hundred and thirty milliseconds on the new game plus mode. And that require that's just like a maxed out Chrono with the best equipment on them and a bunch of items they use to get through the final boss. 
you boot up the game and then you go and you beat the crap out of Lavos very, very early on. It's pretty cool. Uh, then the next one we have here is All Endings, which the world record for that is 7 hours, 58 minutes. For me, I would think somewhere around the uh, 9 to 12 hour mark when I went to learn it. Wow, that sounds pretty intense, like going through every single ending. It's not as bad as you would think, because it's essentially you play through the game once, and then you play through it a second time up to the points where... but Because you don't have to do a new game plus every time you get to a new ending. I assume. I haven't double-checked on the video yet, but you'll get up to the ending. You'll beat the game the first time, and then as you go in through a new game plus, you're super powered up, so nothing really gets in your way too much. And you just have to remember, oh, I need to go beat up Lavos at this point. I need to go beat him up now, and I need to go beat him up now, and beat him up All now. right, it's just a matter of like what order in the story you're beating him up, pretty much? Yeah. Okay. So you'd go and you beat him up, and then you'd reload your save, and then you'd progress through the story oh, some okay. more and keep doing that. So how is Super Mario RPG? All right, yeah. So what I've actually been playing... <laughs> uh, so there was the oh shit, whole I forgot you played thing. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was the whole Bidwar thing uh, that happened during my Super Mario RPG playthrough, and I beat it in two streams. Not too surprising; it's a very short game. Uh, now, because of how much I like Super Mario RPG, I had actually been considering putting it up on the Bidwar. And I love the game, and I would honestly really like to learn to speedrun it, except for one thing. And I feel like we've talked about this concept in the game before. But I don't know how much uh, we've really gone in depth with it because, especially on a, on a speed run, it's the most important part, I would say. And it's the super jumps. Um, you guys, have, uh, you, have you guys ever done a hundred super jumps in no, Super Mario RPG? Not successfully. No. Not successfully. Not without the help of an emulator. <laughs> I think I've done it one time with an emulator, and even then, it is a monstrous pain in the ass to do. Yeah, because you have to get it set up to be perfect, like the emulation. You have to do so much stuff with super jumps. You have to know so much about it to pull off 100 super jumps. Because every X amount of jumps, uh, the the system changes. The timing on when you're supposed to press the button changes. So early on, you can hit it really easily. It's like a lenient window. And then around the 12th jump, the window for when you can press the button changes. Then it changes again at like the 18th jump. And then I think it changes one more time, or it might keep changing after that, but it does something really funky early on, and I've never been able to get that shit down. And because of that, I can't learn the speed run. It's like, I didn't want to offer it to on my bid war list and then start learning it and be like, well, I can't do super jumps, so I can't actually finish this run, guys. Because for the game's uh, speed run, it's about a three-hour speed run, and they finish it by, they're able to get through most of the content by doing super jumps. And like you, they count it up to like, okay, I've done seventy-one super jumps. Now I stop jumping on him. I have this guy shoot him, and then I throw a bomb at him, and he's dead. And that's how you finish him. And it's like I can't do that many super jumps. I can count up to seventy-one. That's not (laughs) so bad. But like actually executing super jumps after that point and doing it reliably, I can never promise that. There's no way I could. So, yeah, that's uh, Super Mario RPG as a speed run. It's uh, Super Jump the game, and I can't handle it. That, I really wish I could. That is I pretty... love the game. I love playing through it again. Uh, this time around, I actually used my old childhood team because I was like, I'm just going to beat the game as fast as possible. I don't give a fuck. 
and I used Mario, uh, Peach, and Bowser. But I did do something different for once. Instead of um, instead of having Mario focus on spreading out his stats to whatever stat is getting the right bonus at that level, I focused on his jump skill. His jump ability levels up every two times you use it. It gets plus damage every two times you use it. And the damage it does scales off of your magic stat. So I focused a little bit on his HP, but mostly on raising his magic attack so that his jumps were really powerful. And by the end of the game, there was this one guy, I assume he's weak to jump attacks, because he took 702 damage from one. Jesus. I actually did over... I did over 1,000 damage to one guy with one of my jumps. And I about jumped out of my chair. I was shocked that you could do that much damage in that game. I think it's cool that you can count to 71. Thank you. I can't go beyond that. <laughs> that is though. true, That's actually. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go beyond right. that. Do 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 get sick of that at all? Yeah, I sang it. Of course, I did. No, did you did you get sick of it? Oh, no, that's the thing. Really, a lot of the games on my list also. Part of why I put them up there was like, yeah, I could listen to this game's music over and over and over and over. And Super Mario RPG, as I was playing through it, I think I mentioned on stream at one point. I was like, I really wish I could speed run this game because I could listen to this music. All day long, man. That's funny. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, Robert. How about that? How about how many times that? have you how many times have you played through that game? Which game oh, was this? God, probably a dozen. Damn, around there. That's crazy. I mean, the, the game is really, really good. It's really easy, but it's fun. It's engaging. The timed hit system is more fun than it has any right to be for such a simplistic little thing that they tacked onto the game. But it's great. I love it. I like the storytelling in the game. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like how Mario has to like act out everything. To like tell people he like, does a damn good job of that. It's he does. impressive. It's like it's like a Looney Tunes episode whenever he has to do something like that. His ability to pantomime so well that he literally looks like Bowser sometimes <laughs> yeah. in his in his recreations of events is very impressive. It is he's skilled at that. Jay? Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of background noise, so I'm trying not to... Did you play a game uh, in the past three weeks that you can tell us about? No, I, am, I honestly am in the better. I've been working a lot, so... I think I you know. did play something. Did I? What did I play? I'm not yeah. sure, but it came out 9.66 years ago. Oh, yeah, that's pretty funny, right? Um, yeah, so <laughs> I've been playing... Um, what are they called? Video, video games? Video, video yeah, games. those things. Oh, sure. I love those things. Um... Um, so for this week for the podcast, I played Mario Party 8, uh, which was for originally for the Wii, the original Wii, uh, came out in 2007 um, in May. And I know a lot of people have obviously played the Mario Party uh, series throughout the years. It originated on the N64. Um, this specific one, I have played a lot. Um, specifically, recently, I, I started doing it again just because I was looking through some of my old Wii games, and I came across the case, and then I ultimately found the disc, and I was 
super pumped. Um, the reason I went to the game a lot more in depth uh, is the the startup for the game is very quick. Uh, the overall game speed is is it, to me is much faster than some of the other ones. Specifically, if you play some of the earlier ones like two and three, a twenty turn game can take a couple hours easily. In this one, a twenty turn game is like ninety minutes, like like consistently ninety minutes. And it, it's it's nice because if you play Mario Party, you know it's it's super fun at the beginning. And you're really interested, and then all of a sudden no, you kind of hit the mid game. You don't like Mario Party, really? I don't. I really don't because I, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, look at all this stuff that I'm doing, having fun." Quote, having yeah, fun while a, I'm, really? I'm winning, and then I'm just like, "I know that at the end of the game, I'm gonna get fucked over out of 19 stars." You well, piece of shit. you can turn that off first of all. The yeah, you can stars. turn the thing off. But yeah, there is a lot of RNG elements to it. I'm, I'm not by any means saying this game is skill based because you'll love the story I have about it. But anyways, um. So th- this game to, to me was very consistent in terms of the duration of it. And if, if you play some of the earlier ones, the, lo- the games are extremely long and it can get really boring if people just kind of lose interest towards the end of it and ultimately just stop caring. They're just like, just, just get this shit done. I don't even care anymore. Um, so Mario Party, the, the idea of the game is you're playing on a virtual board. Uh, the boards, there's usually several of them. I believe on this one, there's like six to eight of them. You start out with four of them and they all have um different sizes and, and sort of actions that happen throughout the the course the specific map i'm going to talk about a lot is uh i believe it's called like the shy guys something like train station i think and the map or the board is a train and you're on a train and you go uh from the back the the back cart you go all the way to the front of the train and then you climb up a ladder you're actually on top of the train and then you go back towards the beginning and you kind of do loops like that uh, the object of the Mario Party games is to collect the most stars. Now, Blake was talking about some of the really frustrating elements. There is something you can turn on called bonus stars. Originally, it was this really dumbass thing that was like, hey, if you tied your shoes with your right hand this morning, you got a bonus star. Oh, you picked Mario, you get two bonus stars. Sorry, I was trying to keep you fucking my <laughs> Um there was these really, really dumb RNG that made absolutely no sense. And if you played with AI on harder difficulties, specifically Mario, <coughs> they would usually get these bonus stars for fucking random reasons. Like they would find really abstract reasons to justify them giving them stars. And it was so frustrating because you'd be, you know, you would actually win the mini games and you would have the money to buy stars and you would use your items strategically and you would get four stars. And four stars was like a lot. And you know, you're, you do people against you like two. Okay, it's like easy, right? You get to the end, you get to the trophy ceremony, and it's like. Bonus stars. Oh, Mario gets three stars randomly and he wins the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Like, that is, that's such horseshit. But in this one in particular, you could turn off the bonus stars or you can actually fix them to be certain requirements, which is not bad. And there weren't too many bullshit ones. A lot of them were like the person who moved the most amount of spaces, the person who won the most mini games throughout the game, the person who accumulated the most coins. Mostly things you control, minus the movement spaces, which you can sort of, sort of control. Uh, so the, the board is, uh, actually, I'll talk about the rolling first. So at the beginning of the game, um, you you decide who goes first by, by um, hitting the dice block. And the dice block is a one to nine roll, and each person hits it. Whoever gets the highest goes first. And then at the beginning of your turn, you hit the dice block to roll. You move one to nine spaces. Uh, there's a couple different spaces you can land on. The first one is the most uh, consistent, or the, the most prevalent, is the blue spaces. And this will turn your portrait blue, which I'll explain that in a second, and give you three coins. Uh, the second one is red. Um, you lose three coins and your portrait turns red. The next one is there is a green space with a white question mark on it. And if you land on that, it will alter the map. And it will do things like in the train one. I'm going to use this as my example throughout the, the discussion of it. Uh, it will rearrange the cars, the car, the train cars. And this can ultimately hurt you or help you. You really don't have much say in it. 
leading into it because you know again you're rolling a dice and randomly moving to those spaces um and so that will turn your portrait green and then there's a bowser space which almost always has a negative effect for everyone and it'll turn your portrait red and then there's dk space that will most of the time do good stuff for everyone which isn't always good for you because it could actually give your opponents a huge advantage and that'll turn your portrait blue so everybody rolls and goes and moves um one at a time after all four players have gone uh at the end uh, after everybody rolls there's a mini game and the mini game can be a 1v1v1v1 so it's just a free-for-all uh with four players it's dependent on your color of your portrait during that round. So if everybody landed on a blue space, it's a it's a free for all for for four player. If one person landed on a red space, it's a three v one. And the mini games are determined. Uh, there are specific mini games for each setup or each bracket. Uh, the green spaces at the end of the round flicker red and blue, red and blue, red and blue, and they ultimately end on one of them, and that determines which team you're on. And this can be really fun. Um, it, it's really fun when sometimes you are the odd man out and you're the one v three, and you're like, all right just gonna fuck ass here and just win the mini game and there are so many cool mini games and there are some absolutely bullshit mini games that make no sense whatsoever there are literally mini games uh where you walk up and you pull a cord and there's there's eight cords and you pull it <laughs> and nothing happens great next person goes that guy pulls it up oh, rock falls on his head and he dies <laughs> next person goes he pulls it oh he's good and then you go again you pull it up oh, you're good and the next guy let's say he's he's down to the last fucking rope and you're like well, we know what this rope's going to do. <laughs> You're just going to die. So there, there are some mini games like that, but there are also really fun mini games. There are ones where it, it's uh, teamwork. Like there's one where you have to flip tiles and the if it's a 3v1. The person who is the one, they have to flip four tiles and, and order them in a specific order. The three players have to have to align nine tiles and so they have to coordinate and work together and and it's fun because you know you're basically trying to beat this one person who has less work to do but you have obviously three people um so at the end of every mini game you gain coins based on your performance if you win you get a certain amount of coins if you lose you usually get jack shit uh the coins are used to buy two things one is a star and again stars are what you need to win uh certain map stars are free when you get when you go to the correct spaces other maps they're 20 20 coins which is pretty easy to accumulate the other aspect is you can use the coins in this specific version to buy candy. And candy um, varies in cost. The cost of the candy is determined based on the average gold in the current game. So if you have a shit ton of gold, you can fub the candy and ultimately screw your opponents. And this happened in one of my games. I had close to 100 coins at one point because I was dominating the mini games. I was getting very fortunate on spaces. And I used a candy that ultimately gave me an extra, I think it was like 20 or 30 coins. So I had so many coins that I was fluctuating the price so high that I was the only one that could buy the candy. And these give you a huge <laughs> advantage. So um, one of the earlier ones that I got is it gives you two dice. So at the beginning of your turn, you pop the candy, and you can only use one candy per turn. You pop the candy, you get two dice. So you can roll two to 18. There's a candy that gives you three dice. You can roll three to 27. Uh, there's a candy that makes it so that every space that you move on that turn gives you three coins. Pretty cool. There's also one that uh, it's called a slow candy and you pop it and your dice can only roll one to five. Also, your dice rolls very slowly. So you can, it's easier to time. So like, let's say you're right next to a space you really want to land on. Well, you pop the slow candy and you're like, okay, I need to go two spaces. So the dice is going, dice is going, dice is going and you time it. Well, guess what? You just strategically use this candy to, to land on this space that you need. Really cool. Um, some of the other candy, and this is my favorite, the dual candy. And this is the candy that will ultimately remove people from your social media friends list. This is the kind of candy that forces people to throw controllers through televisions 
and go home usually crying or breaking something on the way home. This candy is cancer, and, and it works like this. You pop it at the beginning of your turn, you get two dice, so you can move two to 18 spaces, and if you run into anyone, you duel them. And the duel works like this, 1v1 minigame, and it can be a bullshit RNG, just so frustrating, <laughs> Uh, minigame, or it can be a very skill-based. Usually, it's the beginning one. It's usually the bullshit RNG one. And if the player who started the duel wins, they can steal 5, 10, 20 coins, or 1 to 2 stars. 1 to 2 stars is a shit ton, because having more than, let's say, on average, I would say people get about 2 to 3 stars per game. So if you steal 2 stars from someone, that ultimately wins you the game, and they lose the game outright. Now, the they straight up lose? backlash of, oh, more or less. I mean, if you get four or five stars and oh, they, no, they yeah, lose okay. two stars, I got you. that'll put you so far behind. It's, it's just ridiculous. Now, if, you, if the person who began the duel loses, they cannot lose stars. Oh, my God, he's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> so obnoxious. Um, so the person who began the duel, they cannot lose stars. They can lose coins. They can lose 5, 10, or 20 coins. But they cannot lose stars. And that is – it is we were, we were debating this all night when we were playing one night. We were just like, this is bullshit. Like, the who's dueling should risk it. And ultimately, we were like, ah, it's not that big a deal. Like, you know, you have to buy the candy. And the candy could cost anywhere from 5 to 25 coins. So, you know, whatever. So that's that's the kind of essence of the game. Now, the factor that becomes so frustrating is that you can set people up to just rail them with these dual dice. And this is all we did. This is all we did. Somebody would get a star, oh, buy a dual dice, run at them, beat them in the duel, steal a star. And this is all we would do. And, and the, the item that you steal, you don't get to pick. It is a spinning dart board, more or less, and you throw a dart and you have to time it to land. And it is, you can not easily time it, but it is definitely feasible to... to sort of decide what you want to get if you're quick enough at it. Um, so the minigames. So there are a lot of minigames. I'm not going to go through too many of them, but just the, the general concept. So there's one, the 3v1, uh, for instance. So this is on the Wiimote, so you have the motion control, right? Uh, one of the minigames we were playing a lot, we kept running into, is it's called uh, something jump rope. Uh, chump rope. It's called chump rope. And how it works is the three, the three people uh, that are on a team, they are the ones who are actually jumping. And the, the one is rolling the jump rope. And so the person who is actually uh, winding the jump rope, they are using the remote just like a jump rope. And they can accelerate or slow down. They can't go in reverse, but they can accelerate or slow down or do like a double swirl real quick. And the other people, they have to flick the remote in order to jump and they have to time it. And it's really fun because, you know, you're doing this and you're talking shit to the person next to you who's ultimately controlling the jump rope <laughs> or you're just like, you know, laughing. It's like moments like this that are so fun. And like, at one point, my brother and I made direct eye contact while we were playing this minigame versus each other. And it was so funny because like neither <laughs> of us are looking at the screen, but we're still like playing and trying to win. And it's like, these kind of minigames are really fun. Then there are the other minigames I was kind of talking about with just absolute RNG. And those are actually less prevalent in the later installments of the game. Uh, the earlier ones definitely had many, many more. Like, I would say 40 to 50% of them were just absolute RNG and really, really frustrating. Is it, um, um, is oh, one it... of the cool things in this version... Sorry? I was going to ask, is it... Um, It sounds really similar, like... The only one I've ever played is uh, the very first. I can't believe I can't remember if it's the very first one or the second one that I played like two years ago for the podcast. But I think it was the first one, and it sounds like basically exactly the same. It, uh, it is very similar to the to the original ones. It's just with some improvements and adjustments to make it more more do, enjoyable, I guess. Okay, do they do 
a better job of explaining like what each game is in the rules beforehand. Yes. Okay. So, Cause that was like in um, the one I played in the, ones, in, the yeah. one, in the one I played, it would be like, uh, press a to pull the lever and B jumps. And you're like, what's the, what, like, what am I, what does the lever do? Like, why yeah. am I jump? What, do, why do I want to jump? And then it just like throws you into it and you have to figure it out. So obviously this is on the Wii. So the motion control, they definitely had to up their game with that. So, Wait, wait, sorry, you, my my internet connection is shit. Can you back up like 15 seconds? I'm sorry. Yeah, is it better now or do you want to get a second? Uh, it's kind of going in and out. It seems to be okay right now. Okay, so um, as you go into the mini games uh, with the Wii and with the, the newer technology, they give you a video diagram of somebody actually playing it, and they show the position that you want to have the Wii mode in. So okay. if you need to have it in the wand motion to do sort of the, the motion, uh, the movement with the actual wand, you can do it that way. Uh, there are certain many games where you turn it sideways like a regular NES controller and use it that way. And they actually show you. You can also do practice. It tells you um, each player's role and what their keybinds are on the controller. Okay. And so it, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, for the most part, you it, it is. Like, you, you go into minigames, and you know generally what you're doing. Okay. Obviously, the first time you do it, you're like, oh, okay, I see I see what the strategy is here. Um, some funny things happen. So there's this minigame where you play on these mini carts, and you're on, it's a 2v2. It's a 2v2 minigame. And the object is you are to pop your own – you're supposed to pop the enemy balloons. And so there's an equal number of balloons, and the, it's like tank, tank sort of controls, but these cars are really fast. So it's really hard to aim them into the balloons. And so we were like, we were just going off. And, you know, I was on a team with my friend and Harry and his friend were on a team. And we're just driving around, pop these balloons. And Harry beat us. And I was so pissed. I was like, we were so close to winning. And then we won. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, we read the rules wrong. You're supposed to pop your, the opponent's <laughs> balloons, not yours. So we just won. And Harry's like, my brother was so mad. And it, it, it's just like moments like that made it made it so much more enjoyable. That's good. It, it's just, that, that's the kind of stuff with minigames. So. The story I was going to talk about, I was going to wait for Blake, but this is so funny. So this is this is the epitome of Mario Party. Harry and I were neck and neck the whole game. We were buying items and just using them on each other the entire game. We were abusing each other. Just going across the board, getting stars. We, I had uh, I had two... No, I had three stars. I had three stars. He had four stars. And I was struggling to keep up with him. I couldn't get a star. He kept hitting the Bowser space, which ultimately kept moving the star space. And I couldn't get it to it. Well, then... He hit one of the question marks, and it realigned the train so that he was directly in front of me. And I had a dual dice. <laughs> so I pop the dual dice, and I run at him. And I hit him, so I duel him, and I get this mini game where it is literally just a plunger, like a, a dynamite plunger. <laughs> and you press it, his didn't work, and mine did, and I won. <laughs> and that was the mini game. <laughs> so I won, and then I was like, how funny would it be if I stole two stars from you right now? And he's like, he's like, I'm just whatever. So I made direct eye contact with him and just did it and na nailed two stars. So <laughs> there I go from I go from three stars to five, and he goes from four to two. So I have five stars, and I'm just laughing like he's so mad. And then he's like, he's like, whatever, whatever. Like he's like, I'm still, he's still, I'm still gonna win. I'm still gonna win. So then he tries to duel me, and he does. He like times it out, and we get this like, we get this really, really difficult, uh, this really difficult mini game. God damn. And um, we, it ultimately came down to basically a tie. Like, I, I won by, like, I don't even, I could not tell you how close it was. <laughs> and I won, and he was so mad. And it was like, the rest of the night, all I just kept saying to him was just like, well, yeah, at least I have five stars, though. <laughs> and, like, the rest of the week, I've been saying it to him since since we played. And it's just, 
that is the epitome of Mario Party. Like, I guarantee you, everybody who's like, yeah, I, I remember playing Mario Party. Yeah, I remember those nights. Like, you just have those moments where it's just, oh, like, just so frustrating. And uh, it, it was, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the Mario Party those moments overall, were so frustrating. So you mean playing Mario Party, right? More or less. I mean, most of it's pretty fun, especially the newer ones. Don't, don't exaggerate. Don't exaggerate. It's not. Oh, that I'm bad. not exaggerating. You're, you're definitely exaggerating. There, there are definitely very frustrating. You're aspects definitely exaggerating. How much of? Come on, you need to finish this sentence. Shut up, Robert. There, Is he drunk again? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, there, there are definitely very, very frustrating aspects. There are a lot of there. There's. RNG all over this game, but there are things you can do to limit it as much as possible. And it is a fun, it is a very fun party game. It is one of those games that I would not mind playing with a good group of people. It's just, and it's another, it's another game where there is only so much skill involved. So it's, it's you can play with people who aren't super tryhard, and st- yeah, they can yeah, enjoy yeah. it. And you can enjoy it. You it, gotta it, turn it, off the random thing at the end though, where it's like, like you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We never play with that. Well, I, sorry, we played with it the first time. We, I was like, okay, I want to see what it's like on this one, and the person who was in first the entire game ultimately got third place, and we were like, yeah, we're. <laughs> that. Yeah. It's so stupid. It, it was so stupid too. It, like, uh... it wasn't as bad as the older ones, but it was like, it was really dumb metrics, and it was like things that I never would have thought about. And we even like focused. We we're like, okay, I'm gonna try and get the most red spaces throughout the game. I'm gonna try and hit. I'm going to try and move the furthest, like, throughout the game. I'm going to buy the most candy, because, like, stuff like that. It was, like, stuff like that. Like, who bought the most candy? Like, it was really abstract shit. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But um, graphics, you know, it's it's a, it's a not meant to be graphically impressive. It's fun. It's it's enjoyable. Oh, that one of the things you can unlock. This is something that's so funny. This is my favorite part about this fucking game. You can unlock this stupidly annoying thing where if you shake your Wiimote... Your character makes this voice uh, through the through the Wiimote, the little speaker on it. <laughs> oh, like yeah, Mario yeah, yeah. goes, he goes wahoo, and like Don- <laughs> and like you know Donkey Kong does the monkey noise, and Boo does his boo noise. So like when people are playing mini games and trying to focus, I would sit there just shake it right next to their head and just like put it right next to their ear, just sit there and shake it up. <laughs> and everybody is doing this. Like ev- all three people are sitting there like shaking this goddamn thing next to their ear, and it is the most annoying thing in the world. Um, by the way, I forgot about this too. I am so glad I wrote this down. One of the mini games I played, I still to this day, you have to Google this. I swear to God, this is a mini game. <laughs> Hunter, my, my brother's friend came over and we were, we were like playing around with it. We got this game where the object is to shake a soda up as much as you can. No. You see where this is going? <laughs> yeah. All right. Ready for this? The Wiimote no. motion is literally a hand stroking the fucking with the Wiimote. And it just looks like a dude jerking off. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And the fucking diagram is this his hand holding the Wiimote and slowly centrally stroking this thing up and down and I'm like are you kidding me so we start the game and I just go off like of course I'm just <laughs> teeing off and so is he and You're we're the like oh, teeing off so to oh, speak oh god you, and, and at the end so what happens is your character shakes up the soda as fast as you're shaking the Wiimote <laughs> I'm looking it at it fucking it shows him on the video yeah. like it shows him on the screen all do <laughs> yeah and then and then and then at the end of it you open your soda can and the stream shoots up shoots up <laughs> As as far as you shook it, and so like when I did it, like it was so the first time we did it, mine shot up like twice as high as everybody else's, and I was just laughing. And I'm like, you know, and, and like the, the best way you can get that motion, in all honesty, is to hold it in that position. So you're like literally have it against your crotch, and you're just stroking this Wiimote, and you win the mini game. And it's like we were just dying. Like this is a fucking mini game in this game. <laughs> 
this is what I do on my Saturday nights, guys. That's pretty. Well, I mean, who doesn't? Honestly. Next time you come down, Robert, we'll play. We'll play some. We'll play oh some man, I'm down. Soda for that. stroking mini games. <laughs> sure. Dude, next time you come down. Yeah, yeah and, and then sure. I had to. I had to tell you guys about it because I was like laughing. I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to tell Robert and Blake about this. <laughs> Um, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's the essence of Mario Party. It, it's a fun game. I mean, there are <laughs> some real frustrating bullshit elements to it, but if you can just not care that much about it, it's a fun game. And and like I said, it's kid-friendly, so you can play with a, a, a variety of people. And it's just... Kid-friendly until you I, get to the soda shaking game. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, Jesus, like, you know, you know, like, when you hold, when you imagine somebody shaking a soda, you imagine them holding it away from their body and, like, you know, kind of doing that motion. Or, like, pointing it away, you know what I mean? Because, you know, ultimately, if it opens, you want it to shoot away from you. Or, like, so, like shaking it game, sideways. You want like... to win. Yeah. But in this, you want to win. So you're, like, holding this thing against your crotch, and you're just, like, <laughs> like going off. And it's just, you got to win. Like, you... yeah. Right arm, strong arm, boys. <laughs> We, we, we made a rule in the second time that you have to use your offhand. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, we were having a lot of fun with it. Holy shit. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, this is the second wow. week. This is the second podcast in a row I've made you laugh really hard. Do you realize it? No, I didn't you realize that, but I'm glad. Last time what it was? Uh, Remember having last time in Call of Duty when I told you I chucked the grenade and that guy's dome oh, and stuck? Yeah. And then he was running around with the grenade sticking out of his head. So like, grenade! Like, threw hilarious. himself on the ground. Grenade! He dives on the ground, yeah. Fucking kills his teammates. <laughs> awesome. Classic. Classic Call of Duty, boys. Classic gaming podcast. Classic. Classic. That sounds awesome. Uh, wait, so real quick. Which Mario parties have you played? Uh, I know I've played the first like three or four. I haven't. Pl- I don't think I've played anything newer past eight. What's your favorite? I've one? probably. Pl- uh, the ones for sixty four were pretty damn good, but there were a lot more RNG elements to them, and they weren't as refined. So it- it's it's really a toss up. Like I-, I think some of the older ones had better mini games, but the overall RNG of the game made it really frustrating. So yeah, I don't know. This one is pretty damn good. Like it- it's actually really good. Okay. So. I don't know. Probably this one, I would say. Okay. But that's only because, you know, I haven't played the other ones in a long time. Cool. All right. Let's talk about our top threes. Yeah, it was fun. This week... grab some water. Okay. You're lagging again. I'm grabbing water. Of course. Of course I am. I'm going to keep talking of because course. my thing is picking up my voice fine. Uh, this week, our top three is top three games we want to play... In the year 2017. In the year 2017. 17. That's not how it works. Watch Conan. Yeah. Even even after the year 2000, they would always say it as in the year 2000. Yeah, I remember they go all the way yeah. to the year 2000. That's right. Hoo-ah, I'm back. 2000. Uh, did we discuss like a new rule for how old the game? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that because I feel like my game should have been disqualified. I feel like we should do things prior to those systems. I, I want to talk to you guys about. I was going to talk to the podcast. I think if we're going to set a uh, year, like a limit, we need to do it based on years and not consoles, because otherwise it gets really confusing. Like, like with PC games, and the PS3 went until like 2012. So, uh, so it was Xbox. It was Xbox One and there was Xbox 360, correct? Well, there was the Xbox and then the 360 and then the Xbox One. So X, I, I feel like, so 360 came out in 2005. 
Yeah. Do we want to? I, I I'm okay with saying no 360 titles. Yes, no, yes, no. That's fine with me, but I'm saying like I think we need to do it based on year and not console. Well, I feel like we can do both because the Xbox 360 came out. In yeah, yeah. I mean, so we can figure out that year and base it, and then base it on the year. Because then we because PC games yeah. are obviously a whole different well, thing if we're doing it. Based but the on thing that. is, there were good PS2 titles that came out even though the next system came out. Though that's well, I think PS2 is that. fine. So anything PS2. That's why that's why I'm thinking we should do it by console because there are PS2 titles that like they were making new PS2 titles until how long? It was like 2008 or something. Okay, retarded. so that's that's why I'm saying we need to base it on a year. I don't want it. That, no, I'm saying we shouldn't do it on a year for that reason. I'm saying we should. <laughs> I'm saying I disagree. Okay, Blake, what do you think? I think the year thing makes a lot more sense. Okay. So do we, do we want to like up it to? 15? I would like for you to get better internet. That's what I, I'd like. I really <laughs> would like that also. I promise. So what do we want to do? Anything prior to 2007? Anything? What about 2005? I vote 2005. So does that include 2005 or does that exclude 2005? Oh gosh. In- includes. Includes. So anything 2006, January 2006 and newer is no go. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, I'll go with that. Uh, after tonight's podcast, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So from now on, let it be known that 2005 is our cutoff for classic games. And even 2005, that seems even a little bit weird to include to me. But, we but, can feel it out. I mean, if you want to push it back. No, just, I don't really a, want to push it back because there's some really fun stuff to talk about in that time that I think we... I'm actually looking at all the titles and I'm like, oh, oh, that's why I'm like kind of pushing for the 2005. Yeah, let's do. All right, we'll say 2005 for for now, for at least the next like couple years. We'll Come stick. the riots, dude. That's not classic. 2005. All right, so 2005 is our new cutoff. Classic, quote unquote. Pre 2005. All right, top threes. Top threes. Bottom threes. Uh, games we want to play this year for the podcast. Oh, good. I thought, never mind. All right, I'm going to need a second then. <laughs> well, mine was more of a general goal. <laughs> Sorry. For the record, I posted this at least three times in our Skype chat. For the record, I don't have Skype on my phone, and I was not on my computer like at all this week. I really wasn't. I've been working so much. Go fuck yourself. That's fine. I, I'm like trying to think. I I want to set more realistic goals. I feel like last year I set goals and like I was like, yeah, I really want to do that, but they were like goals that I really didn't like. It, it, I want to set things that I know I actually can and want to do. Well, just pick all it is is three games that you want to play. You don't. You're not like committing to them. You're just saying I really want to play this and this and this this year. I have two that I really am like want to play this year. I'm just okay. trying to find a third one. That well, there you go. That, Give me that, some ideas. Yeah, I've got two, and then I've got a lot of them that I'm like, oh yeah, that could be a third. That could be a third. That could be a third. I have a lot of like extras that I'm kind of like teetering with. You've but... been talking about wanting to play Metal Gear Solid for a long time now. So that is, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Anyways, moving forward. And Monkey um, Island was one of them. Monkey Island. You get one, Robert. You get one. <laughs> 
Mario Play, Party Seven. Um. Uh. Shit. Uh. Do you want it to be an RPG? That's all I've got right now. X Men. Oh, no. I would be okay with an RPG. I don't feel like I actually don't think I played that many RPGs this year in comparison to the year before. I want you to play yeah. Earthbound. Okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I can do that. That or uh, if you wanted to do something strategy RPG, Shining Force Two on this. Uh, oh my god, Genesis. I know this game. Are you, you're not gonna get it mixed up with <laughs> Fire Emblem or Suikoden, are you? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe. I do that. I have known to. Do, I've been known to do that. <laughs> but God, you were like, I just said that. Well, oh no, I didn't. No, I said that's what I meant to say. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Man, my internet is absolute shit right now. Yep. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to talk about this. Yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, I'll start. I'm just going to start. Okay. Number three, Wing Commander 2. I played the first Wing Commander like two years ago, maybe even, probably even a little bit more than that for the podcast, and I th- I loved it. I thought it was tons of fun. There were there were some problems with it. It was There were some things that made it like really difficult to play, but overall, I thought it was an awesome game, and I've really been wanting to get to the second game wing commander game since then i just haven't gotten around to it so that's my third pick that i really want to finally get to this oh, year this is old is wing commander 2 yeah what would you pull it up what year 91. is that 91 yeah 91 uh vengeance of kilrathia i think is this an expansion yeah. or is this the actual title okay. uh, i think that's the the actual title okay Two th- uh, 1991 yeah okay it's on the origin oh the origin you know how that is the, i've already i have it on gog thank you very much you have to sell your soul. Um, hold on, I'm looking at. Actually, I think oh. the the thing you just said maybe was an expansion because it looks like Wing Commander Two is just called Wing Commander Two. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's just straight up called Wing Commander Two. I could be wrong, maybe not. Who knows? Your turn. Um, I got distracted with your list and I didn't write it down. So I don't know what the hell my number three was. Just say general. Just say. I, there, I mean, there's a lot of games I could have as my number three. Uh, I'm looking forward to replaying Shining Force Two this year. Uh, Vagrant Story. I'm actually oh, going to be doing um, when when Final Fantasy Twelve Zodiac Age comes out. Before it comes out, I want to do a play. Let me know when that comes out. By the way. Yes, once I know a date. Um, there's a lot of games I want to play before then. I want to do the Evil East games. Which Vagrant Story, Final Fantasy Tact, and if don't you put I'm yourself gonna, through that. And if uh, when I do get around to the strategy RPGs, there, I also want to do a playthrough Shining Force too because it's been a long time since I did one of those. So there's that one. Um, I'm gonna buy you a big bottle of whiskey for. <laughs> um, if I get around to Legend of Goon, that'd be great. Oh, I always mix that up. Never mind. I always mix that up. <laughs> with with what? Uh, Bahamut's Lagoon. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, Star Wars in the Second Story would be kind of cool. Uh, the Golden Sun series, oh, like Golden Sun One. I still need to actually play at some point, someday. I, I swear, someday it'll happen. Uh, maybe Dragon Quest Seven when it comes out on the 3DS. Uh, it's funny. Um, I was actually going to do one of my episodes for this was going to be about Lost Odyssey because oh, that was well, on the 360. I've done games for the podcast. Um, it, Lost Odyssey yeah. came out. On the 360 in 2007. 
it does not feel like 10 years ago that that game came out and that I got uh, my 360. I'm sorry, I was thinking of the wrong game. Oh, yeah. I do know this box art, though. I was thinking of Abe's Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bit different. <laughs> they're close. I mean, um, they're in the same universe. <laughs> yeah, so my number three choice is going to be Final Fantasy Tactics because I have not played it in... I don't know how many years. Fifteen now. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally crave that game. Like, there. If I ever talk about it to anybody who feels the same passion that I do about it, it's like I want to start playing it. I need to <gasps> play it now. And I'm kind of the same way. And we've been talking about it for over a year now. And I have not played it during that whole time. I haven't played it in years. So I'm actually really looking forward to finally, even if it uh, one of the runs is going to be a speed run. There's also going to be... I'm going to do some casual playthroughs of it, maybe some challenge runs and stuff, and I really can't wait to start playing Tactics again. Every time I play through it, I'm like, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. This is going to be really fun. And it's always fun! It is always fun! And I always forget things about the story, and I enjoy it. I love it, and at the end, I want to cry, and it's like, oh, it's such a good game. I have no complaints with that game. Like, I literally have no complaints about that game. <laughs> so ridiculous. Is that it? Or yeah, that yeah, that'll be my number three. There's a lot of games that I, are retro that I want to play this year, and all of them I'm kind of like, yeah, that's nice. But uh, if I had to pick one, my cheap uh, pussy answer is going to be Tactics. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, my number three... Hmm? Go, uh, I, go ahead. No, you're good. What's up? I was going to say, I looked it up. Uh, Wing Commander, you're right. Wing Commander 2, Vengeance of the Kilrathi is the actual name of Wing Commander 2. You win. Um, my number three, courtesy of Blake and Roberto, uh, Earthbound. I haven't played, I haven't completed Earthbound in probably, Jesus, probably since the late 90s. I oh. played through it. What's up? It's a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I played through it. Um, Back in the day with a friend of mine, him and I, I, I kept it his house, so I only got to see parts of the game. I've watched multiple playthroughs of the game on Twitch and on YouTube and stuff, and obviously we've talked about it countless times. Amazing title. I need a refresher on it. It's it's another one of those games that I feel like I could play, like Chrono Trigger, like Final Fantasy Tactics, like Final Fantasy X. I could easily play these games, and it's been, it's been too long. If you need any help getting through it, I'm a pro. Should I play in the PS? Never mind, that was... Trigger. I was gonna say, should I play on the PlayStation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't even have a PlayStation version. Oh, on the subject, actually, I guess this could have gone into current news, but I forgot about it. On the subject of Earthbound, One Up Studios, which are the guys that uh, either did or produced Mother Three, they put out a tweet recently. I think I believe it's a tweet with a picture of a of an invite to the Nintendo. Switch event coming up in a week from Uh-oh. today. Oh, really? Oh, really? I've been telling people for months and months, if not over a year now, that Mother One, aka Earthbound Beginnings, being released on the Wii U eShop was a sign of things to come. And it's finally looking like it's going to happen. And we will see it. The, the belief here is that we will end up seeing our first ever official English. Uh, release of Mother 3. Wow. That's oh, really exciting. Shit. That's really, really big for the fans of that game. And the series. 
I, I'm very excited to see what Nintendo does with this system. I think a lot of people are. The, I have really high expectations for once. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, me too. Uh, me too. Is it my turn now? Are we back to, are we around? I think, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, number two. Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> uh, I think this is going to be partial theme for this top three, but as we've discussed before, that is the one of the first three Marios that I have not yet beaten. Uh, the I original did, trilogy, like the, the Star Wars. The original trilogy. trilogy. I did try playing it last year and uh, didn't get very far and never really got a chance to talk about it. So I really, really hope to finally beat that game and talk about it for the pot, on the podcast. I, have you seen the ending of that game? I, I so know weird. what the ending is, but okay. no, I have not seen it. It's so, it's so weird. Uh, th- that whole game is, is really fun. I really enjoy the music in that game, too. I don't really care for it. So uh, that this is I know, a lot of, those, of people don't. It's... Mario 2, I find, is really one of like the love-it-or-hate-it games. Like, there are so many people. Like It's really split, it seems to be, <laughs> on people who like it and don't like it. I don't really care for it. I don't hate it. But, like, any time I play it, it just feels weird. I'm like, this isn't a Mario game. You know? Uh, yeah. I played three first, oddly enough, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but, I don't know, two had something weird with me. I actually played and beat two as a child. Like, that was the only one that I beat at that time. That's funny. One I beat later on, and then three I beat recently, like, really recently. Yeah, like, didn't you do that, like, for the podcast recently? Yeah, like, six months ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. it was <laughs> black, you know? What was wrong with that? I don't that? want to talk about it, right? Why don't you want to talk just, about it? Can we just, can we just turn it off for a second? You don't have to talk about it. Okay. Number uh, number two, whoever's next. Like uh, I guess like. that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, did you so go, Robert? Many... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you <laughs> picked number two for two. Nicely done, Robert. Nicely done. Nicely, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. I like I you, Robert. Kind of didn't I like care. Uh-huh, so my number two is also a numbered game. One that I plan on playing before <laughs> the 11th release of the series comes out next year. I want to replay Dragon Quest VIII. It's been almost a decade since I first ever played through the game, and it's a really, really good game. It has this growth system for all of the characters where you get to choose which of their skills gets leveled up. I think each character has five different skills. Whichever skills you level up, uh, they're generally going to be determined by what weapons you want them to use. And each of the weapons has different properties. The main character can equip swords, spears, and boomerangs. Uh, Swords are great for single target. I don't remember what spears do, but boomerangs do. uh, Their basic attack is an AoE thing that hits all of the enemies that you're fighting at the time. And it's just all of this stuff. All of the characters have skills like this, have different weapons like this. And I love that system. I really, really, really want to dive into it. And I want to level up something different than the skills I used my first ever time playing the game. This, I, love, I love that you say that because it's like that's, that's exactly what I was expressing a few minutes ago. It's like these games, like playing them in a, in a different strategy and using, using different characters, different classes is almost like playing a completely different game in the same universe. Like, yeah, it, it really can such be. a great game. Like, even my Super Mario RPG playthrough that I just did, just focusing on the jumps for Mario <laughs> was, like, a completely different thing that I'm not used to. I'm used to going into a battle, having him kick a shell at a guy, and the only time I ever really use his, abil- his abilities are, like, against Croco early on, because he's weak against fire, and if you use Fireball on him, he loses a turn. 
or I'll use jump on enemies that you need to jump on to get something to happen, like shit like that, where I need to burst down with damage. And instead, this last playthrough, I just went ahead and I just spent my flower points constantly on abilities, especially abilities. With you are making me want to play this game. Please stop. <laughs> Please stop. Actually, now that I think about nicely. it, I also really want to do a playthrough of uh, Super Mario Apocalypse, I believe it's called, or Armageddon, maybe. There's a Super Mario RPG mod where they change it up completely. Like, they make it way harder. The abilities are different. Everything is totally changed in the gameplay. And I really want to try that out sometime. I think it's Super Mario Armageddon. Yeah. Super Mario Armageddon, Legend of the Seven Stars. Scratch my arms. Please tell me they spell it Super Mario, the letter R, and then Mageddon. No. Aw. Super Marmageddon. That sounds stupid. No, no, no. Super Mario, like, R, instead of RPG, Armageddon. Oh, I see what you're doing there. There Stop. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would have done. Please. Leave it up to me. Tell them they can get in touch with me. Robert. They can talk to my lawyer. Number two. Number two. I had this on here before you even mentioned it. That's why I told you. Oh, to shit. Up. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, you already know where I'm going. So at some <laughs> yeah. point this game, this year, probably when I have a lot of drugs accumulated, I will <laughs> play through one of the Metal Gear Solid titles. I haven't decided which yeah. one yet. I will probably do the, the first installment, I, just because I, that's the one I'm most experienced with. Probably go for uh, the first I watched a lot of people play it growing up. Yeah. So I, I think it's time. It's It's been long enough. And uh, The first game... You're going to have some... De- I would recommend uh, either asking one of us or looking up a guide at a few points. Really? It's that be bad? Bullsh- There's a few times where it can be really dumb. There's especially... Okay. There, the worst part is when they're like, look at the back of the CD case. Oh, well, they- oh yeah. You're going to have to work Google that, that right? Yeah, okay, you can yeah, Google yeah, that one. Really There's a few other things later on with key cards and temperatures and shit like that that can be really dumb. Uh, and then... Like... Yeah. It's a weird first installment. It's not a bad game, but uh, like, uh, I really hope that you enjoy it well enough to play the third game. I believe I will. I, 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 I hope so. can almost guarantee I will. The third game is the best. By far. Like, ten times better than anything else in the series. It's stupid how good 3 is compared to the other ones. Like, it would, it would actually make sense... If you just went straight for three, playing that one first, it sort of makes sense, but at the same time, you don't get the the impact of a lot of the events in the game. That's true. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to it quite a bit. I've I've been playing a good variety of games. My my one of my major goals with this last year was to play a good variety of games. And I tried to play platformers. I tried to play some fighting games. Um, what else? What else did I? Oh, I played a lot of FPSs towards the end too, which. Even surprised me. Like there was a couple of FPSs that I really had in mind to play, and I was really happy. So this is something that that I'm aiming to do as well. I'm looking forward to it. He would mostly just because I'm just really interested to hear if you like still hate it as much. It's it's not that I hate it. It's it's like a lot of things that are really really popular. It's just like people overhype things way too much, and that that's what annoys me about it. And there, there's like the level that people put things to makes makes when you actually play them really frustrating because it's it nothing can meet that standard no. and that's what that's what's so frustrating and that's why now that it's calmed down and you're you haven't played them in a while and you're not really like talking about them constantly 
I think I'll actually enjoy it. I'll go into it with, the, with like a clean slate. Like even me, I tried replaying through uh, Metal Gear Solid Four last year, and I got probably like eighty percent through. And I was just like, you know, I'm not enjoying this as much as I used to. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the story. Gears, the original hasn't aged the best. It's not a bad game. It's just everybody's like, oh my god, it does all of this great stuff, and I don't feel like it holds up to that standard of. One of the most revolutionary, revolutionary, amazing games of all time, and all this. That's all. I, I for number for the fourth one, like, I I still had to even when I got to the point where like uh, I don't really feel like playing this anymore. I still had to watch like the rest of the story just on YouTube, just because it's so fun. Oh, so you set aside a full day? Wow. Yeah, basically. Well, I, no, I got most of the way through it. I got to like the second to last ball. I got right before you f- uh, like fist fight. Uh, awesome. Okay, yeah. That's like the best part of that game, though. I know. Why would you stop right? Well, before no, no, that? it wasn't. It was a little. It was the boss before that, actually. Like. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Um. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but, but I mean, still, you watched a full movie afterwards because the ending. Oh yeah, it's still two and a half. It's still two and a half hours just of cutscenes yeah. <laughs> after that. Anyway, oh, all right. Okay. So that was Jay's number two. Robert, two. what is your number one? My number one is Super Metroid. I feel really, like I was expecting or... something different. I was no. expecting something more, more from you. I feel like, pff, what do you mean? What does that mean? More than Super Metroid. <laughs> I feel like I don't even have to say anything, really. I did, played. Did you not get punished enough with? Yeah, oh, Metroid. Yeah, we've talked about this. You haven't played this before, have you? I've like played it a little bit at friends' houses and stuff, but I never owned yeah. it or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've. Oh man. Yeah, I've played it, but not much. So, especially... do you plan on looking up guides to help you out or anything? Uh, I will probably see how far I can get until I get frustrated. Okay. That's pretty much what I did with uh, Metroid 1 when I played that a couple months ago. Yeah. And then when I got done with that one, I was like, well, now i got to play Super Metroid. Now it's, it's finally time. It's time. Ooh. So that's, that's my number one. I may, I may actually go ahead and grab it pretty soon and play it sometime in the next couple months. I, pl- I 100% of that. Well, I actually, no, I almost 100%ed it on my phone. I was playing it in college. Super Metroid? Really, I had so much, yeah. Damn. I downloaded an emulator on my phone, and it was so fun. I played the shit out of it. Damn. That sounds tough to play that on a phone. It was really, really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> is it as is it is Super Metroid as hard as the first Metroid? Or have you It's not as um, frustrating. Hard in what way? Like just the actual combat and stuff. <clears throat> uh I wouldn't say it's very hard. I haven't played the first Metroid, but combat wise, I don't feel like the it's game not is too tough. Super it is more stuff. is more refined. It is it is not as frustrating. Like it's still okay, difficult, okay. but it's not as frustrating. So it's not where like you have to jump on like three platforms that are all like one tile wide on lava. There's still some of that. There's still some you. of the shit where you there's have to freeze mobs yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yeah, there's still oh, yeah. like that stuff. Still but exists. um, the I, I feel like the controls are pretty tight. Okay, it's floaty enough, and you have enough control that you can reposition yourself in the air as you're coming down. So I wouldn't say that the platforming is a major problem once you get used to it. Okay. Yep. Well, that's my number one. And that's probably the first one of these that I'll either that or super, super Mario two, just because I already own it. Those, one of those will be the first one that I get to out of those yeah, three. Nice. Nice. 
All right, well, my number one game is also a Super M game, but mine is Super Mario Brothers <laughs> because I didn't play it at all that last is year. So still funny. Still about that. That is so funny. You guys because we all talked about our resolutions last year or at the beginning, end of two years ago or at the beginning of last year or something. Sometime. Where we, we all said that we were going to play through the Mario games, and I'm still very upset that I never got through Mario, uh, Super Mario 1. I never even got to open it up because of RPG year, and I never found the time. Like, I couldn't even find one day to take a break. I think like, yes, one is probably the hardest one. Probably. You think so? And there's Just a because I never the final castle is so frustrating. <laughs> it's so yeah. stupid. The other crazy thing about the game is that uh, it doesn't have continues unless you use the cheat code thing. It's not really a code. Really? Oh, well, I guess it's code. Yeah. I thought you had a couple continues. Um, I thought you had like one or two or something. I, you I might have sworn. a few continues, but you don't have unlimited. No, definitely not. No, no, I definitely yeah. It's definitely I know unlimited. for a fact it's not unlimited. Okay. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> use that thing where you hold A. Yeah, you hold A on the second. Oh controller. yeah, that's right. No, you you can do it on your own controller. On okay. Oh, I'm thinking of Zelda saving in Zelda. That's right. Which. You have to hit start select on the controller, second controller in Zelda to save something. Man, I, oh, I don't God. even remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you tell your friends, like, no way. Go home and try. <laughs> Pussy, you won't. <laughs> the, the main thing, the hard part for me on Mario 1 was not necessarily the last uh, castle, but the last levels leading up to the castle. Yeah, no, actually, I actually agree. That the whole world is pretty tough. I mean, the last castle is pretty hard too. You definitely, it'll probably take a couple playthroughs, but like you'll just find the shortest route and go for yeah. it. Well, I'm also probably going to try and do it without warps. Oh, but, like, wow! I yeah. would, you're braver than I am. Fuck. I think that's I what I did I, too. I, I don't know if I'll life. do it without warps, and I don't know if I'll do it without the continue trick. I haven't decided. Oh, definitely. I, I did not. Um, if you can do it without the continue, I mean, I think you can because you're really good at games. But there's like for me, there's no fucking possible way I could have ever done it really? without without yeah. using the continue trick. Yeah, absolutely. Are you it serious? It took me a lot of playthroughs. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Shit, man. Like that's what I'm saying. You find the shortest route to beat it, like the the, the shortest, simplest route for you. I did not use the continue trick, but I definitely. What was the other thing? You used? Oh, I used the warps. warps. I definitely used warps. I probably had to use <laughs> the continue trick, like. 15 times no, i didn't i didn't even know about it until way later yeah the reason i never beat the game is because i didn't know about the continue trick shit fucking hard-ass game man it is yeah it is did you ever right. do the thing oh, uh sorry. did either of y'all ever do the trick where you can i think i don't know if it's only at this one All spot. the lives trick yeah where you get like tons of lives yeah oh i've yeah, never yeah, done yeah. it but i've seen it I've seen okay. videos. Yeah, I was gonna say. I've never. My dad it. was able to do that when I was little, but I st- <laughs> like. Really? I st- how the st- hell did he figure it out? Like, well, we had like a some sort of guy that sh- like told you how yeah, to do it. One really? of those old cheat books that yeah. tells you little secrets oh. and stuff like that. I didn't know things like that exist. Those were really cool. I remember uh, the reason I was always obsessed with those is because I'd read about them in. Uh, they'd come in those book, per- like the book magazines in our classes. You'd get those like. Leaflets. Oh really? Yeah. That's uh, hilarious. So you get these, um, like, not magazines, but, like, almost newspapers yeah. where your class would order books. And I was like, man, I really want to order this, these yeah. three or four cheap books and get all the hot tips. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
That's actually really hot funny. I wonder if some of my video game rentals back then were like determined by some of those cheap books that I had. Because I didn't have many. Like influenced your decision. Yeah, but like I feel like I probably read through a few of them. Just like I'd read for the games that I had, and then I'd look around and be like, "Ooh, what's this game? What is this cheat? What can you do right. here?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. I should go out and rent that sometime." And then I'd rent the game, and it's like, "Oh yeah, this is a steaming pile of shit." Like most of the games were back then. Uh, rip that's rental actually, money, man. That's actually too true. To be it's it's a little too true. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, uh all right. Probably JFK. No, I. That's fine. Screw him. I want to. Uh, what is your number I actually, one? Okay, he's back. I was going to say, I actually want him to be here for this. Okay. Monkey All right. Over. Nope. Metal Gear Solid um, 2. So what, what was probably my favorite title that I played last year? The one oh, that I geez. talked about the most. The one that I enjoyed the most. The one that... that... I could probably tell you if I saw the... Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. I'm going to go back and look at the list because I bet I can tell you. Yeah, that. link the list up. I want to look at it too. Well, I'm just scrolling to it. Oh, well, okay. Where? In our chat. On the site? No, on Skype. Oh, that. Okay. Well, that's cheating because that list wasn't even full, but whatever. <laughs> that is true. It was not full. Is this on that list? All right, here it is. Here. I'll so it is. It's here, repost it. it. Repost it in the group. No, I was going to say what it is. I said it was um, on the Oh, Onimusha. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. So this year, I definitely want to play at least one more title. I, I I believe at least one, if not two, probably falls within our our new decided window. Um, I definitely want to play more from this series. I I'm really excited to see how the game improves. I don't expect much from the story, but I expect a lot of improvements from the gameplay. The music was great, so I, I think I'm more. This is why it's my number one. I'm actually most excited about this, um, just because I really really enjoyed this game, and I hope the rest of the series can bring as much. Actually, if I like, I was thinking my honorable mention probably would have been Anamusha, the first I one. I thought based on what this you was going to be on your list, actually, because you, you seemed really interested when I talked about it. I've yeah. always been interested in those games, but I've never gotten a chance to play through them. Maybe, I, uh, maybe I'll try to play Anamusha this year if I somehow find the time for it. You won't. Dude, I've been planning out my shit. There is so much to do in the next two months alone. Really? Unfair. Oh, yeah, it's stupid. Here, I'll tell you some of the calendar stuff that I got coming up. Uh, where is that? So, for just January and February so far, um, I need to play through the last story. I owe a playthrough of that to a friend. Uh, I want to play through Lost Odyssey. Uh, then the Necrodancer DLC comes out, Crypto the Necrodancer. I'm going to play that. And then in February, to fit the, them all in and to find time to do my speedrun stuff, and uh, so Near Automata is coming out, as well as Berserk Band of the Hawk, both in the middle of next month. But before they come out, uh, to get prepared for Near Automata, I want to play through Dragon Guard, Dragon Guard 2, Dragon Guard 3, and Near, which all take place in more or less the same world. So that's like my whole month of February dedicated to playing through the Dragon Guard series. That's pretty cool. It's pretty intense. And so then Near uh, Band of the Hawk comes out, Near Automata comes out, and then for the rest of the year, in March, we should be having the Switch come out, the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. And unless things have changed, which I haven't been able to find out if they are, Breath of the Wild should be launching with that. Oh, oh wow. So oh, there's a new Zelda, and with the new Zelda, I want to play Twilight Princess HD before that. Oh, okay. So, like, the first three months of the year are just 
fucked for me already. <laughs> it's unfortunate. And then throughout the rest of the year, we've got the release of Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age. There are the rumors of the Final Fantasy Collection. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited about that, actually. Oh, and then a few other things I wanted to do. Uh, the Final Fantasy VI ROM hack Brave New World. I still haven't gotten a chance to play that. And I want to... Thanks to 15, thanks to Final Fantasy 15, I've been in the mood for some open-world RPGs. So I really want to go back to uh, Witcher 3 and do a fresh playthrough of that and actually beat it this time. And I also need to play through uh, Skyrim, and I need to mod the shit out of it. Dude, there are some crazy fucking mods for that game. Oh, I know. I had a lot of them downloaded and installed for a playthrough at one They're point. They're so big, but dude. They They're so big. big. When I got my new video card, something about one of the mods, at least one of the mods broke with it, so I had to give up on that. And I just have to remod it again. I literally spent an entire weekend modding that game at one point. I think I spent 40 hours getting yeah. it modded and set up for the stream. It is stupid, the kind of things you can do with it. Oh, it's going to be such a busy year. It sucks. There's like 50 other games I want to play in addition to those ones, too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be busy. What about what about you guys? No. Uh, in it, uh, that's on top of uh, the Super Mario Brothers playthrough that I want to do at some point. And then um, Dragon Quest Eight. Oh, Dragon Quest Eleven comes out this year. It, I hope it make it. You know, I almost hope it doesn't make it stateside this year. Don't <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> give me enough time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I've been kind of like looking into that. And most of what you're talking about is most of what I'm excited about. Not yeah. so much, I think specifically the uh, Final Fantasy, the the bulk release that they're talking about doing yeah. the re-release of one through ten. I'm really excited about that. One through um, nine. Or one through nine. Sorry, the, the yeah. Well, they're gonna redo ten again, aren't they, for something else? No, something? I don't think so. I heard something about it. okay. Um, and then Final Fantasy twelve. That I like that game, but I mean, you you sold it to me honestly. The last playthrough you did, so I am <laughs> interested to play that, especially the uh, international version. I really can't wait for the Zodiac Age edition to drop. That is going to be sick. Because the, they're changing, they're going to update the graphics. Which yay, whatever. The fact that they're removing that spell queue system is going to make that like a yeah. ten out of ten game, maybe. The first time I saw that, I was like, what? Especially after coming off ten, like it's like that ten, ten two, and then that I was like, what? Yeah. I'm also excited for um, I'm, uh, this. Isn't new, but I'm probably gonna play the new Chocobo Dungeon at some point this year. I play. I played through Chocobo Dungeon the last couple weeks. That's like the other thing I've been doing. And God, that is game is so fun. It's so good. Yeah, it came out for one. like Wii or GameCube or something. Oh yeah, I think there was one on the. I Wii. think it was like recent actually Chocobo Dungeon, so it probably wasn't GameCube. Um, wow, it got low ratings. 2007. Yeah, it's old as shit. Hmm. Wow, it got really. Yeah, it's not super low ratings. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how they could fuck it up, so I'm going to be impressed if they do. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right, emails? Stop. Yeah, I, I guess. We got one. Just All one. Right. <clears throat> Just one. It's from Guess Who? Chase, Chase the Night Cleaner, but Chase. not the Night Cleaner. There you go. Chase the Night Cleaner. Yes. We can always count on Chase. 
His uh, subject line is, so now what? Hello, gentlemen, and welcome to another email from Chase the Night Cleaner. If you are reading this, it means you all survived 2016, which may not seem like much until you realize that lots of people died last year. Yes, they did. So good job. I, for one, am glad you are still here. Reading my own emails out loud just isn't the same as having someone else do it. And if I'm being honest, you guys have gotten quite good at it. Thanks for sharing those precious holiday memories of yours on the last episode. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get any good stories out of you, but so many of my holiday memories involved gaming, and I had a feeling I would be able to stroke a bit of your nostalgia. How did it feel? Saddening. Happy, but sad. It felt like the uh, soda shake. Felt like I'm old. Ooh, that too. Yeah. You all had. You Jay? You're not that old, are you? Like twenty something. Twenty eight. Okay, yeah. How old are you? Uh, Thirty one. Are you really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh, you're younger than me. No, (laughs) not even. Robert, you're the oldest, aren't you? Yeah, I turn thirty four next month. Oh wow. I thought we were okay. And I have as much hair as like a fifty year old. Really? I didn't notice that. Yes. Starting to get kind of bad. Uh, see, she said, "I not literally fifty year old, but it's definitely like I got a big old bald spot on like the back top part of my head." You know, like I never noticed yeah. that. That's funny. And where like a lot of, is that where your hair originates from in like that swirl pattern? Yeah, uh, I don't know what you mean by originates from, but that's where like it, it like there's that patch at the back top part of your head where it see some people it feels like that's where all of their hair is growing out of when you look at it. Uh, possibly. I don't know if I necessarily, if it really looks like that, but that's definitely the spot. And then like, I got really bad receding on the sides and then like the top is like really getting thin now. Like I basically have to, I have to keep it buzzed or else it just kind of looks ridiculous now. Dude, so you shave your head. Careful. Yeah. I start bullying people. (laughs) That's what I do. Might start curb stomping dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. (laughs) I'm not shaving it. I'm just buzzing it. Uh, Robert. You all had great stories, but the missing presence story that Rob told about the TMNT2 cartridge wrapped in cardboard paper being mistaken for garbage and forgotten was pretty hilarious. That was awesome. I'm just happy you found it, Robert, because what a great game and just such a step up from the first team. Oh, yeah, definitely a step up from the first Ninja Turtles. Holy shit. I think the first one still has certain elements that are fun, too. Oh. Yeah, the second one was definitely better. Dude, the I first one was oh my God, the water level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> As a suggestion for your podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, you should consider streaming yourselves doing the podcast with cams on everyone. I'm so scared because we do some that. dumb shit that we cut out. Yeah, we, yeah we get. There's a lot of things that get cut out thanks to some people's internet dropping, and then we just sit around and shoot the shit for five or ten minutes. And then, like, it's not like we're really doing anything hilarious or like interesting. It's like we're talking about stuff that probably nobody cares about for the most part. I while they're talking, while you guys are talking, I just look over at Twitter for half an hour a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, I get no, around on my phone like, and I dick around. Like, yeah, I try not to like play other games and stuff because I just want to like listen and focus and stuff. So it's like I'm literally just sitting here looking at my screen. Yeah, same here, because I'm really, I cannot do two things at once. If I play yeah, a game, then I'm, everything's gone. Yeah, I don't play games generally, but uh, there's like one Unless you're super hyped. Starting tomorrow, I'll be playing games for the podcast. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> playing games for, but not during. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. And showing up yeah. late. <laughs> <laughs> you meta. 
Uh, clothing is optional, he says. If you get kicked off Twitch, you can always sign up on Chatterbait. <laughs> Somebody was streaming the fights last Friday, Robert, on Twitch for like two hours before they got banned. Streaming what? Oh, the UFC fights? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got it for like two hours. That's funny. Another, op- another option, and I'm not suggest- suggesting you do this every episode, is all of you play the same game for a single episode and discuss it together. It would have we to be a once, big deal of game. Like I think we've no, talked we about that a couple times. <clears throat> I think two of us have accidentally played the same game once. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Yeah. I don't remember what episode or what game or anything, but I think that's happened. I might just be thinking of how often our top three lists have overlap. I'd be kind of down for a uh, session where we've all played the same game. I would what be game, too. though? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the problem. That would be the problem. No, like that's going to be a hard game. one to agree Well, uh, Chrono Trigger. You like Chrono Trigger a lot, right, Jay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We did, uh, you know what? We did do it with Tetris. Yeah, well, I was just yeah, thinking that. That's true. I don't know if that, that like barely counts. What would be though. absolutely bananas to play? Donkey Kong Country. Because I was just looking at that. Holy shit, I was about to say that. <laughs> oh, okay, that's really creepy. <laughs> that is. Right, I, think it's you, I think it's because you said bananas. <laughs> I'm looking at it on my screen. That's what's so funny. What would be, <laughs> what would be super fun? I'm like trying to think. I think, it's just been, I think fate just decided this one for us, guys. Um, I would think like a Mario game, maybe, hmm. or... Is there a Mario uh, that we all want to play? Do you guys want to play Paper Mario at all? I eh, no. Okay. I need. I could kind of play through Thousand Year Door at one point. I yeah, that's that's within to. our range too. I just checked a little while ago. I think it's two thousand four, two thousand five. So yeah. I'd probably be down good. for that. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the uh, most of the Mario games, like we don't like everybody know. Like we all know all about those. Like there wouldn't be a whole lot to for us to talk about. True. Like oh, this part was so cool. That is actually true. Like honestly, it, it wouldn't be that in depth. Honestly, I don't know if re- I really even would feel like doing this, but like some like the first thing that pops to mind would be like a Metal Gear game would be kind of interesting <laughs> for us all to get our thoughts on. Like I don't know if God I really feel like pl- I don't. Feel right, like- I changed my New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? You don't talk about it. And I, it, no, it first rule of Metal Gear Solid is, and you already blew it. We could do like you a be quiet about it. For an hour. Either that or, or like a multiplayer game that we can play against each other on. Dude, Age of Empires! I'd be down. Oh, dude, just the fucking expansion, dude. How random. Age of Empires 2? That exp- yeah, yeah, I bought those on the Steam sale. Oh, did you? I thought yeah. about it, but I didn't do it. Yeah. Damn, you damn right I did. I said I was going to. I didn't spend oh too God. much for myself on the Steam sale. I'm so spent, excited to go to bed. I spent <laughs> like... $350 on gifts, though. Yeah, I'll talk about this in the post-game podcast. Just wait. All right. <laughs> Why are you excited about going to bed? This should be interesting. Yeah. No, that's not too. I just, I, it's like Christmas tomorrow morning. We, yeah, here. Let's make a note. I'm going to make a note in our group chat. We need to figure out a game to play together. Okay. I like the idea of a multiplayer game. I, I think it'd be fun to, like, play a game over the course of several episodes. Like, that's like a secondary thing going on while we have a primary game as well. Like, 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 a, like a game of like Civ or something like that? I don't know. A, a something, no. I think I, I like the idea of an RPG. I think it'd be fun to maybe play an RPG that none of us had played. That way we can all kind of experience it together for the first time, like Virgins. Cool, I man. I don't know if I'm down for that. Uh, <laughs> I, I have loot, but I can spit really well. There, oh, God, I could go through a few that would 
probably work for that. There's like Baldur's Gate 2, which I think oh, a few God, of us I have... Played that. I've played that forever! You do, no, you're, you're talking about the PS2 one. I don't think about the PS2 one. I'm talking about the PC one. The CRPG, not oh. the PlayStation 2. Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. Oh. Wait, what? Old school, you... top-down RPG. What's Jay talking about? Talk He's about talking PS2. about uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Ascension. <laughs> yes. For PS1? PS2. PS2. Or Dark Alliance, there we go. And then, was it Dark Alliance and Dark Alliance 2? I don't remember. I can't remember if there was a Dark Alliance. Yeah, I think it was it's Dark Alliance 1. It's been a long time. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. It was, so it was Dark Alliance 1 and 2, so that's what you're thinking of. I never, I've never got to play 2. I was 1 and 2, but never got a chance. I spent so many hours playing Baldur's Gate. Uh, what else have we got here on my list? Uh, I've played through that one, but it has been a while. Uh, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, one or two. I would be down for that. I barely played that game. Uh, Golden Sun. You want to hate each other and play Rogue Squadron? <laughs> that would be actually funny. Oh my god. The controls on the fucking, is it the Y-Bomber? Is that what it's called? Y-Wing. Y-Wing. Oh my god. That thing is so stupid. Oh my god. Don't watch me rage. <laughs> I, I I threw so many controllers. I don't remember that, that part that specifically, game. but I do remember the the controls on Rogue Squadron being pretty tough. The, the last, the second to last level, I never beat the game. The second to last level is the dumbest thing in the world. Like, there's a thousand and one things going on, and you have to like, and they all just destroy you. Like, they're like, oh, you're here, or everybody get this guy, and you're trying to destroy like star destroyers, and they have turrets, and they just dismantle you, and it's just like, oh my god, frustrating. What about? Parappa the Rapper. That's I love that fun. game. I played that game so much when I was a kid. Seriously. Is it good? I've never played it. I thought about it. It is it awful. Year. It's like DDR. <laughs> it's like the OG DDR. But but you don't have to have a stomp pad, right? You just push buttons. No, no it's just no. a controller. But the music is nuts. I can literally sing it right now because it's still <laughs> stuck on my head. It's all years. in the mind. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Blowing my mind right now, Blake. One teacher. Oh my god! And the fucking teacher's an onion. In a he's, fucking yeah, he's run. literally an onion. And then, and then when you fail, he fucking lays down on the floor and starts sleeping. He's like, Shoo. "All right, we're playing this game. This is the one." I think I played this for the podcast, didn't I? I feel I like I played this. For the I podcast. don't think so. I feel like I did. Man, maybe not. Maybe I talked about. You're it going before. to now. So are me and Blake. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Are we going to have a competition here? It is one of those games where we could have a competition for something. Oh, no. Can you do that? <laughs> and then, oh, do we have another punishment game? <laughs> oh, first place person gets to pick the last place person's game. Oh. oh God. Oh. This is motivating me right now because I don't want to get up getting stuck with the shaft again. Well, I mean, all right. We'll 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 think about this. We've got a lot of things that we could play. we yeah, got some multiplayer stuff. Damn it, Chase. Let's not do anything Why too do you rash. Why think? <laughs> I do this to not think. All right, so maybe Parappa, maybe a multiplayer game. We'll figure uh, it out. There was a few RPGs I threw out there. RPGs. I, I, I'd sound... be down for an RPG. I'd be down for. Oh yeah, Kotor. Uh, Robert, what do you think of Kotor? I, I I could live with it. All right, we'll consider. Um, there's Kotor. I guess that's the only RPG really. Uh, there's Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. But I, I, Jay's played through that, so I don't know. No, I played the first one. I have not played Thousand Year Door. Oh, yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed the first one. Wait, what's the first? The first one? One? If we did Paper Mario, it's called Super Paper Mario. Huh? 
Yeah, it's Paper Mario on the Nintendo 64. I would prefer to do the first yeah. Paper Mario if we did a Paper Mario, because I haven't played any of them yet. It's been a very long time since I played it, probably like since 2000-ish, like when it first came out. Run. What are you doing, Robert? I'm thinking. I hate you so much when you do that. Uh, all right, so let's get through the rest of this email. We'll keep that in mind for later. What about a Grand Theft Auto game? Uh, I pl- Jay played through at least one of them last year. I played two for the podcast. Yeah. Two oh, the yeah. Uh, you did two. Oh, Didn't right. you do three? Or was that I, two? I, think... I played it recently. I don't remember. Yeah, I know that you played three recently. I feel like we talked about it. There's also Vice City and some other ones. Vice City is great. I don't know if that falls, does it? Is it still within Japan? Oh, yeah. That's got to be like okay. 2002, 2003. It was like 2004, really? I, like... I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's 2004. because no, 2002. Was... Really? really? Yep. October 27th. Wow. Oh, was... I, was thinking, I was thinking San Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas was probably two. So the OG was 2000 then? Uh, it was 2001. Oh. Or, or... Yeah, wow. so San Andreas. San Andreas was October 26th, 2004, and GTA 3 was October 2001. That's actually crazy. Cool. I really want to yeah. do Parappa the Rapper, I think. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it's my call alone. I'm just saying that's the one that sounds most interesting to me personally. We'll figure it out. That should be our next top three. We each say what our top three is and then figure it out from there. You can't have a list that's number three, <laughs> Parappa. Number two, the number one rapper. Have I ever done anything like that? Um, probably. Probably. I mean, I don't know if you've done it on the podcast. Probably when I did like probably. all Metal Gear Solid bosses for like best boss God. fights or best male butts or something like that. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> The only Dog, male... you're gonna get him started, Blake. What are you doing? I know. How um, can... All right. It's so, sick. hey, Robert, Robert, you got that email in front of you? Did you read some of it? <laughs> right now, I have Parappa Google search in front of me. Let me go back <laughs> to our emails. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> you should do this and that. Um, all right. All right. Chase says my top three gaming things I want to do this year. Three, play Master of Orion two for PC. This has always been my favorite 4X space game, and I want to go back to it sometime this year to see how it holds up to the new version of Master of Orion, or even a game like Stellaris. This game is dirt cheap on both GOG and Steam. <laughs> Sounds like a good one to me. Number two, maybe play uh-oh, maybe play a bit of Street Fighter V for PC. I bought this game a while ago and barely touched it. I love Street Fighter, and this game has all the right things in place to be a great gaming experience. Now that, uh, I don't know about that. Now that it's been live for a year, but I just haven't given it as much time as I ought to. Uh, I don't know if I'm, if I expect much even still out of Street Fighter V right now. It's had a lot of really? problems. I mean, uh, like. It sounds like everybody's pretty into the season two stuff. Are they? I, I maybe, I don't know. It seems like they're at least into it. Maybe. So, I know it's. A lot, a lot of it, it sounds, um, I feel like there was someone complaining that they've nerfed a lot of characters too much. There was a, uh, I don't know if, okay, so I think what I'm thinking of mainly was like, 
a few months ago, they released a patch, and the patch installed a rootkit. Yeah, everybody was super pissed about that. And then, like, and then a couple days it. later, they were like, oh, sorry, that was a mistake. Like, we didn't mean Whoops. to. <laughs> and then they, like, rolled that back. And then the last thing I heard was, I don't know if it's necessarily good or bad, but they released a huge patch, and the patch notes were 92 pages long. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, it was a huge patch. They, like, changed every character. They changed multiple things about every character. It was in-depth as hell. But they they released the game like literally unfinished. Um. No, well, I mean, they. I feel like they released it with the usual DLC season pass plan that a lot of companies do. They released Ugh. it with stuff that said like, "Oh, this stuff is coming later," like store things and like, "Oh, uh, st- no there was story that whole mode." Debacle, yeah. 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 A lot of that kind of stuff. But like, I think that all that stuff is ironed. Like, it seems like the game itself. Is basic is complete now. Yeah, yeah. But it's been pretty as a rocky. fighting game, it's complete, and I mean, it's it's had its rough spots, and as, as will any game that is continuously being patched. So, <laughs> number that one, is the most frustrating thing ever is that season pass bullshit. Yeah, I'm not yeah. big on the season pass. I've been doing a lot of stuff on Steam recently, especially over the Christmas break and stuff. And my God, like when I see that, I'm just like, Ugh, like go fuck yourself. Yeah. So many companies rely on that kind of a model. Now. Yeah, I love when they like highlight it like it's something good. I'm like, great. Now I'm never like, not going to buy it. Oh, product. yeah, there's season pass. Great. Aren't you excited to spend another 20 yeah. to $40 on our shit? Hey, remember yeah. that time when I didn't buy your game because of that? Yeah. What There was a game that had like a $40 season pass recently. I cannot remember what it was. And the oh, games that make you pay for the beta and then the game's ultimately free. That is also another just, are you fucking kidding me moment. I think it was Fallout 4. Let me check the... Yeah, Fallout 4 Season Pass. $50. The base <laughs> game is $60. <laughs> I am not shitting you. Wasn't, I am not shitting you. Wasn't the, I have not looked back. The new Call yet. of Duty had a pretty big one, didn't it? Oh, that uh, would not surprise me at no. all. No, yeah, not surprising. Call of Duty... Which one? I, uh, I have no idea. I just... Whatever yeah, the newest I can't was. remember what the most recent one was. Like, was you a... could not... You could tell me all the content that they would release, and I would not pay $50. Like, it, there's no possible fucking way you could justify spending another $50 in this game. On oh, which game? Same. Fallout. Oh, okay. Like, I love Fallout. Yeah. I love that series, and I would... You could not even... Not even close. Uh, Chase's number one. Play Little Samson for NES. Impossible Ooh. to buy a hard copy of this anymore unless you are rich, but I have a nice ROM of it and don't feel bad using it. I booted this up, this game up for the first time ever a few weeks ago and was blown away. Believe the hype on this one. This plays like it shouldn't even be on the NES. Looking forward to playing this one. Wow. Cool. It's a game that came out very late in the NES's uh, life cycle. I think the Super Nintendo was actually released <laughs> by the time it came out. Okay. Kind of like, uh, I believe Mega Man 6 had the same thing, but it... Mega Man 6 was not as uh, awesome as Little Samson. Little Samson visually is one of the... It's the most impressive game on the Nintendo. I've talked about it a few times on here before. I haven't played it myself, but I have watched some playthroughs of it. Mm-hmm. It's a stunning game. And it, the gameplay also looks really fun. Little Samson! That's what I keep thinking when he says that. Little Samson! <laughs> now for my questions of the day. Oh no, come on! You already made us think once! <laughs> A few of us have been alive since before the internet 
and researching a purchase was a th- since before the internet and researching a purchase was a thing. And in the good old days, blind faith was sometimes the only way you could buy a game you knew nothing about. What was the first game you ever got burned badly on? Oh man! I mean, as oh, a purchase or as a rental? He says, "I mean, you purchased it not really knowing what it was, what it was, tried it for a bit, what it was, tried it for a bit, and realized you had bought complete dog shit instead oh, of a fun game." Per- perfect oh. example. Caesar Two is <clears throat> it was an RTS or it was a advertised as an RTS, and I was really into RTSs in the nineties. Command and Conquer, uh, StarCraft later on. All over Populous. I was all into RTS at the time. Caesar 2 was this game that was hyped by a lot of my friends. I bought it. I think it was like 20 bucks. It was not like a big like big cost or anything like that. Installed the game, and I was like, what in the fuck is this? The graphics were questionable at best. The soundtrack was terrible, and it was oddly difficult to figure out what to do. It was like you were – obviously, you're acting as Caesar, so you had to like control this city and make sure that it's running properly. And if you didn't assign your – quote-unquote, like, Congress, if you will, to do things properly, a repeated recording of a guy going, plebs are needed, would just continuously play over and over and over every five <laughs> seconds until you resolve it. And the first time Construct I played it, I had no fucking pledge. idea what I was doing. Yeah, and it would just do this over. And I, I had to mute it. I literally had to mute it because of this thing. And it would just, every five seconds, plebs are needed. And it would just keep doing this. And ultimately, I figured out how to fig- how to do it. And but even still, like even when I figured out how to do it, it was still really, really obnoxious. It is, uh, yeah, just absolute dog shit. Twenty dollars on the train. I think it was twenty. The one that comes I can't to... remember for me. Yeah, no, you go ahead, Rob. I'll spend some more time thinking. The there. one that comes to mind for me is hard driving on Sega Genesis. Jesus, I haven't even heard of this. <laughs> so terrible. It's supposed to be kind of like a slightly more realistic. Uh, I will. I don't know if that's really the best word. It is a racing game, as you can tell from the title. There's one track on the whole game, and like, <laughs> if you can finish that track, like that's actually an accomplishment, because you have this timer, and if you don't get to certain checkpoints by the time uh, your the timer runs down, then you have to start all the way over. And like, once you're going fast, if you start turning, then you basically lose control of your car. Like, if you just like tap to the side, then your car goes. It is like we actually re- like took this game back to the store. It was so bad. Wow, that's saying something. Yeah. That's impressive. I, I know I did that a couple times, but I don't remember specifically what it was. Um, God, I honestly, when I was younger, I can't remember any that I bought that I hated. I remember a lot of rentals, but like when I was young, uh, on Nintendo. I the only games I remember owning are like Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Two, Super Mario Brothers Three. On Super Nintendo, I had Link to the Past. I had Earthbound. I had Chrono Trigger. Uh, and I I'm sure that there there's got to be one or two games that I'm blocking out of my memory that I bought. Like I know that I owned at least ten, maybe fourteen Nintendo games that up and disappeared because my mom sold them, but I don't remember what the hell they were. So I can't remember hating them. The first games I can remember owning and hating and being like, I have made a huge mistake would be <laughs> either PlayStation era or PlayStation 2 era. And in PlayStation 2 era, the two that come to mind are uh, two from uh, by the company From Software, who I knew huh. from the Armored Core series. Uh, and I love oh, the Armored Core games. One. I love Armored Core. Yeah, Armored Core is great. 
some of the other titles they made around that time, however, were not so good. And I don't know if they were like, if they developed them, if they just published them, or what the story was. But there's a game called Eternal Ring, and I bought these two games at the same time. The first one was Eternal Ring, and it's this first-person action RPG game, and it is complete dog shit. I, I don't remember anything about it aside from hating it. I, I couldn't bring myself to play more than like two hours of it. And so I popped that one out of my disc tray, and then I put in another From Software slash Age Tech title called Evergrace. And this one is a third-person action RPG game, and it may have actually been worse than Eternal Ring. I, I could wow. not get into this game at all. Then uh, this one actually has a sequel called Forever Kingdom that I also bought, hoping it would be better. And it's essentially the same game as Evergrace, except now you have two people that follow you that you can control too. You got a little party there, and it's it's still awful. It's just terrible. I rented Jurassic Park multiple times. <laughs> Ouch. I bought yep. Jurassic Park because I played at my friend's house, and I was like, this game is awesome. Oh, thanks for one-upping me. Congrats. To- <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can win this penis contest by all means, my friend. <laughs> So, yeah, there's our... Um, our, Oh, okay. So, Age Tech is the U.S.-based video game publishing company. So, they're the ones that published the games that From Software make, I guess. Um, That is best known for bringing Japanese titles to the U.S., including their flagship series, Armored Core, and the Kingsfield RPG series. Oh, Kingsfield. Okay, yeah. That was our dog shit. (laughs) Kingsfield is really... I might actually play that sometimes here. The game was absolute dog shit. I've heard that it's not bad. It's as a precursor to the Dark Souls games. It was supposed to be. It was a precursor to Dark okay. Souls. Yeah, same uh, same group. Really? Jesus, I have a copy of Kingsfield upstairs. Yeah, when you said From Software, I was like, they've been around that long. <laughs> yeah, they've been around forever. <laughs> wow. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's another series that I actually should have put on my list. Is is the uh, Demon Souls series? Chase well, um, Demon Souls came out in like 2008, probably. Oh, really? Wait, you talk about Dark Souls? Or Demon Souls? I thought Demon Souls was older. Uh, Demon Souls came out in 2009, as a matter of fact. Which I thought. Oh, okay. Nope. And Dark Souls was either oh, 2010 or 2011. Yeah, I was really recent. Yeah, 2011. Okay. Yeah. Chase says. Now, uh, I think for myself, it had to be X Men on the NES. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. That was one of them that we rented, and boy, was it awful. I knew who the X-Men were, and I liked them, but I did not know what a steaming pile of, he says, garage, this licensed (laughs) game would be. This one was worse than the original TMNT game for NES. Oh, yeah. Top-down, kind of beat-em-up, hard as fuck. I just hated it. Play it sometime if you want to feel some rage. Yeah, I know know about that just uh, from watching it on... uh, Angry video game nerd. Good old LJN and their <laughs> wonderful licensed games. Uh, and that's that game is like so ugly, even besides just the gameplay. He says, and that's th- that's it for this email, gentlemen. You do great fun work. Keep loving and hating those classic games. Chase the night cleaner. That's awesome. All right. Do we want to do a current gaming subcast? 
Um, keep, uh, keep yeah, we can do real one. quick. I've, I've got a little to say, I guess. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Uh, so I've been, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast before you got here, Jay, but I've been playing, I played, not have been playing, but I played a little bit of Afterbirth Plus. And uh, it's a it's the newest DLC for the Binding of Isaac Rebirth, and to oh, use okay. this DLC, you need the other DLC, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. Uh, a lot of people are pissed off because there's not a lot of instances of needing one DLC, play another. Uh, so a lot of people are pretty pissed off. Yeah, about that's it. actually kind of frustrating. That, that's, that's that's pretty fucking a bit weird. It is a bit weird. Uh, doesn't bother me so much, but I can under- I can definitely see why some people would be upset. Uh, the problem the game had that I have with the game is that the game's a steaming pile of shit. Wow! It is once again a product released by Ed Mc, Edmund McMillan and the team at Nicholas that it seems to be completely untested because they're just things that glitch out constantly, things that crash, uh, things Holy that shit. were apparently far too powerful that they didn't realize were overpowered until like a day after release. Good job on them there. Oh, I guess we got to nerf the shit out of this. Uh, just dumb stuff like that. They really shouldn't be making it into a launch. Yeah, seriously. That's ridiculous. Oh, for a game this big, this. they should be able to handle... How, how, what like number that. of DLC is this for them, too? Uh, this Well, for this particular game, for Rebirth, this is the second DLC. For the Isaac series Jesus. as a whole, this is the third DLC. But the team at Nicholas, uh, they didn't do the first DLC back on the original Isaac. So We have really got to work... Like, require higher standards from these developers like that's that's just ridiculous and i mean that you could a lot of people can say stuff like oh there's all these other games all these triple a titles that release with these bugs and this and blah 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 they do not release as much of a mess as and even if they do that's not that doesn't make it any better and it doesn't make it better because those companies (laughs) still get lambasted exactly and they should yeah they absolutely should and i mean the, the game it's just None of the new content is very interesting either. So the game gameplay-wise, it adds in a bunch of uninspired items. Uh, there are literally three items added in this expansion that all do the exact same effect of telling you where a secret room is while Yikes. having some other minor effect. It's a very lazy development. Very, very lazy development and ideas that at this point in the game's life cycle should not be happening anymore. It's absurd. They would still be putting out uh, lazy, uninspired trash like this. It's, I don't know why they would do it. Uh, the other big thing that this one was supposed to do... I, I'm being very short in my discussion about this here, by the way. The other thing is that it introduced mod tools to the community because the main developer of the game, oh, Edmund McMillan, said that uh, the community has a better idea of what to do with the game at this point than I do, so I want to give them the tools to wow. take it into the future, basically. Something like that, you know. And the mod tools are the most worthless pile. Oh, Jesus Christ. The the guys over at Nicholas, I don't know what they were doing, uh, but they apparently decided to release a set of mod tools that is only really useful and usable by the dev team themselves. Because, so it's a very like, specific setup. It, yeah, it's a very specific set. Like it, It's not uh, designed for a broader consumption. And that's shit. And Did you remember how easy like Brudor, like coding maps was? Like that like, that is great release. Even like Morrowind's mod tools are even yeah, relatively they actually easy were. to use. I the, I accidentally opened that one time when I was opening um Morrowind and I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, and then I like start messing around with them. I'm like, this is cool. 
Yeah, it's actually really cool to mod stuff in that game. And I haven't, I'm not speaking from personal experience, but everything that I've heard from other people says that the mod tools for Isaac are garbage Yikes. right now. And that's sad. Like garage it. or garbage? Garbage. Okay. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> uh, that is my major gaming current subcast thing. I think of what else I've been doing. I finished up 15, more or less. I think I've and talked total, about that. total feeling overall? Still positive? I okay. liked the game. One yeah, point. absolutely. I Good. definitely enjoyed the game. It has its flaws. But it's a game where like, I went into it knowing it was going to have some issues. I didn't expect it to be perfect. The things that it gets wrong are mostly excusable. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the DLC for it. I'm not upset about paying $60 for that game. I am more upset about paying $6.69 for the trash DLC after Birth Plus than I am for paying $60 for Final Fantasy 15. Wow. That's saying something, folks. Yeah. That's yep. saying something. Have I been doing anything else? I haven't been able to play Final Fantasy 14 lately. Uh, A lot I'm, of my friends are getting back into it. It's really funny. Like, right as you did, one of my friends at work was like, oh, yeah, I'm starting yeah, to play Final Fantasy 14. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Especially because I think part of it is there's the talk of the expansion coming in a few months. Mm. So it's been. I'm really happy that game's doing as well as it is. It, it deserves it. They really put a lot of effort into it, and I think they they're doing a great job with it so far. Yeah. I probably will play it eventually, but not 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 right now. Oh yeah. You know me. <laughs> MMOs all the time, man. Yep. Uh oh, I guess I talked about this a little bit before the podcast started too. I bought Cook Serve Delicious on the Steam sale. I am more into that game than I expected to be. Huh. It's a cool little like time management game where you uh, you run a restaurant. You're the only person there, so you got to take uh, all these orders come in, and you can respond to the person. You can see what order they want, and you respond to them and say, "All right, I'm going to go make it." And they tell you the list of ingredients for that specific order that they want to have on it. Like burgers can have bacon, cheese, and all this stuff prepared for it. They can have an X Stop, number of I want food. Stop it. Can you make crappy uh, patties? I, I don't I don't think so. Pretty sure that's copyrighted. Oh my god, thank you for that reference. I appreciate <laughs> the shit out of this. One, you stole it. <clears throat> Two, you stole it. Uh, show at least ten times a day to people. I yeah, I think that's all I've been doing lately myself. I've been pretty busy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What about you guys? You been doing anything current gaming? <laughs> yeah, I actually went back and finished uh, Doom. <laughs> oh really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Like when I first played it, I, I guess I think I really just wasn't in the mood for an FPS, but I was just giving it a shot anyways. And then uh, I was watching uh, uh, Danny O'Dwyer. He's got that new no clip thing where he does basically uh, documentaries on the making of video games that are that everybody's you know various video games that people are all you know worked up about and stuff like that. And he did one on Doom, and I was watching it, and it was a really good documentary. And then I was like, you know, maybe I'll go back and play this some more. And I launched it, and uh, it was really fun. So I kind of I kind of like got back in the mood for an FPS. And I played through the whole thing, and it was great. It was, uh, there's not a whole lot of variety in the game, which is kind of my only complaint, but it's, but I mean, it does all the things that it tries to do really well. It's just kind of like the farther you get, 
you get into basically it's kind of like you progress for a while you progress for a while and then you get into this area and it'll basically be like an arena and like they throw shitloads of bad guys at you and you got to clear them all out before you can progress and it's kind of like do that and repeat and uh like it gets insane like the last few levels like the amount of bad guys and like the like the strength of the bad guys that they're throwing at you gets really insane then there's there's not many bosses in the game until like the very end and then there's like i think like three boss sequences that, that that's all there is and that's in, like the last like 25 percent of the game and uh all the bosses are pretty fun and uh yeah i mean if you haven't heard anything about the new doom i don't know where you've been living for the past patrick star patrick star calm <laughs> it's a really good game they 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 nailed it. So uh, that was lots of fun. Uh, I've been playing lots of other stuff. I won't go into everything. I guess the only other thing that I've played a, quite a bit of recently is, once again, Europa Universalis 4. I played a... Uh, I, I, tr- I thought it would be interesting to try playing a game where I start off as an Indian tribe in North America and see if I can like survive <laughs> until the end Come of on, the I was game. yawning. You can't do that. Huh? <laughs> Dude, that was a little fucking yawning. Oh man, so hurt when, my jaw. When you play a game, it, it starts in fourteen fifty, I think, and then it goes until about eighteen twenty. And uh, it's you know the game is you know basically historically accurate. So if you're playing an Indian tribe, then you'll be doing fine until you know where it is going. That's what you're until, about to exa- say. Well, no, exactly because once the uh, European countries start discovering the Americas then you're fucked because they are so much stronger than you somehow. So I was going to be like, I was, I was playing uh, as the Pawnee Indian tribe and just seeing how long I could last, uh, seeing if I could like grow, possibly grow into a country, maybe make it to the end of the game. And I actually ended up lucking out. And for some reason, uh, I had enough like alliances and stuff that, that uh, most of the European countries didn't really want to attack me and take me over for whatever reason. So like, actually built up a sizable country and I made it all the way to the end of the game, uh, which again, is like 1842 or something like that. And, uh, my country ended up being like the country of Pawnee finished up in 1842 being about, uh, maybe, a, maybe like 40% the size of like to, of like the actual United States of America today in North America. Wow. So yeah, it was actually, I felt, like I actually achieved something just basically surviving through the end of the game. So that was lots of fun to do. And, uh, it was really interesting to see like how things played out and stuff. There were lots of Spanish countries right below me and some British countries all around. Uh, but yeah, I managed to keep, I managed to keep the great nation of Pawnee alive and somewhat sizable. Then there's like half a dozen other games that I've been playing, uh, but I won't get into all those. I'll talk about some of those. Like once I finish them, Anything else, Jay? You got anything? Um, yeah. So I, I've uh, started playing Don't Starve again uh, a little bit, just because they released the expansion for the island one. And uh, so if anybody played Don't Starve, they released one that's you basically you start an island, you can build a boat pretty quick, and then you kind of explore around. It's fun, but it doesn't have the same catch as the original Don't Starve. And I think most of that has to do with the fact that only the single player is out, even though it's been out for, I believe, close to six months to a year. Like, it, it 
I don't know what takes them so long to release the multiplayer versions. I think they focus on too many other things first, which is honestly really stupid. They should be very... Like, imagine they release a game. The game's really fun. The game would be really fun with multiplayer, so then they add multiplayer. Then they release an expansion, and now you play single player again, and now you're waiting for multiplayer again. It, it just... I don't know. It seems really stupid to go back to just single player. And I googled. I didn't see an ETA on it either, which is, I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna wait again. Like I originally started playing the new one, and then I stopped because I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait till the Don't Starve Together comes out or the expansion comes out in, in the multiplayer universe. And I was like, oh, it's been a while. Let's check it out. Still nothing. I'm like, it's, just, it's, it's honestly really disappointing because it, it's a really cool title. Hmm. Sorry about that. Uh, the newer one's not as much fun, but I think most of that has to do with the single player. Um, other than that, I have literally been biding time until tomorrow. So the vanilla server for a while that I've been waiting to come out comes out tomorrow. The re-release of an, a server, the server that got closed earlier this year opened like three or four weeks ago. I think it was like three, like three, four, three or four weeks ago. And so they announced on Christmas Day that they were going to open the new server and they are... It opens in like 10 hours. So I'm literally going to bed in just a few minutes and waking up and I'm just going to do that for... So I have to go to work on Monday. And I'm <laughs> super excited. And there's going to be so many people. It's going to be the most fun. Sick. Yep. 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 All right. Does that wrap it up for us? Are we finished? Done? I'm tired, man. I'm so tired. It's I'm a little bit tired, too. It's snowing. Like, it, How's the weather with you guys? So it, lucky. It started snowing here tonight. Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see, Roberto. I, I mean, I, I I know it's not anything. 32 uh, degrees. It's, uh, oh, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> I, do, I have my VPN on. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking about it. Like, it's kind of funny how we have one guy who lives in like yeah. Antarctica and then like another uh-huh. one who lives in the Saharan desert, pretty much. 40 degrees then, outside, like, in, my friend. Over here in Alabama. Right now... It is. I forgot like what the wind Colorado's chills are. A shit ton of snow. The wind chills are supposed to be like six degrees for me right now, or something like that. But it's twenty three actual degrees at the moment. I was talking to this guy. We we moved our my company moved their first car from Canada like a couple weeks ago, and I was talking to the guy, and he's in like central Canada, and they were getting like their wind chill was like, it, it was like negative thirty or something ridiculous. Like, he was telling me that they actually have to cover the vehicles to avoid them getting damaged. Holy shit. Like, I'm like, why do you live there? Like, people should live there, right? Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, we have to do all this stuff to protect our house because it'll cause permanent damage. I'm like, why do you live there? Damn. Yeah, I don't know about he that. He was telling me, it's like freezing. I'm like, he's like, yeah, negative 30, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's, um, it's about 60 degrees here. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Holy shit. Pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, follow us at Class Games Cast. Shoot us emails, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Uh, what else? Please go to bed. That's what's going on. Yeah, that too. Uh, Blake streams games at twitch.tv slash slackaholicus. Blake streams? Yeah. Yeah. S L A C K A H O L I C U S. You can follow me on Twitter, even though I don't do that much on there. King Octavius, K-I-N-G-O-C-T-A-V-I-O-U-S. Oh, stop it. You guys are triggering me. Please stop. (laughs) I think that's pretty much it. Leave us some sick iTunes reviews, if you will. 
that's that's helpful if if you do that. And I think that's gonna wrap it up. Any final words? Um, booty, booty, butt cheeks. Yeah, okay. butt cheeks everywhere. Anything else? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys in two weeks.